Welcome to the Maxwell Project. This is a weekly show about content creation, tech and lifestyle. I'm your host Max and now let's start the show. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a new episode of the Maxwell Project, Season 2, Episode 14. I'm the host with the most, Max, and I got the beautiful, beautiful twin brother of the less handsome Rich Five in between. I got Michael Soldat, the father time of Instagram on stream and on the podcast. Welcome and good day to you, Michael. How are you? Hi, Max. I think that was the best intro I've ever heard, ever. <laughs> I should put that on my resume. <laughs> the the um the very beautiful let did you say less handsome I get, I, I, yeah no no the, the 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 brother of the less handsome the brother of the less the handsome team. that's why I like it <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you Max I'm getting... it's uh it's awesome to be here yeah I think um we we just briefly talked about this so stream has heard this already but um uh, you were one you and Chelsea um I mentioned this before um in diff in different episodes um, and you don't need any introduction you are um one of the biggest accounts in our little tech realm um you kind of moving um into other endeavors you got your full-time gig with with uh with all the creative things that you're doing you're a very successful youtube channel you got your coffee with creators podcast which is you had some big names over there you know you get CEO of brands. I enjoyed the Artifacts episode so much. Yeah. It was such a great episode. That was a fun um, one. I was so yeah. nervous at that time. I <laughs> oh, was you so were? Nervous. I was. I was but, so nervous. And Chelsea but, was laughing at me. She's like, uh -huh. why are you so nervous? And I'm like, I don't know, because this is like a grown-up interview. And mm -hmm. I'm not used to doing grown-up <laughs> interviews. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, but thank I you, Max. I mean, that's very nice of you to say. I think I think I still need an introduction. I don't think everyone knows who I am, but I will defer thank to you. you and you mm -hmm. say that um, I don't need one. That's very, very nice of you to say. Um, <laughs> you are. But yeah. But if you want to, go ahead. Tell them where, oh, you, no, where I, they I was, can find you. I was just going to say that um, you, it just sounded like you built me up so much that it's like <laughs> I'm looking around. I'm like, who is this guy that Max is talking about? I don't know who this guy is, but no, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, uh, uh, it feels like when someone's listening, it's like, oh, maybe it's this super popular guy. I'm not, I'm just a regular yeah. old, uh, Instagrammer, YouTuber, content creator, uh, type of guy. So, but to answer your question, Max, for anyone else who has not, um, seen my, my work or my social media or any of my social media, my name is Michael. Michael Soledad, and I am a content creator, graphic designer, actually, freelance graphic designer turned con uh, content creator in the last year or so. Basically, since the pandemic happened, I switched over to full-time content creation. And so far, it's uh, opened up a lot of really interesting opportunities for me, it, it, even if it's just honestly just being able to talk to, like you said, uh, CEOs or 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 basically owners of these different companies. Mm -hmm. It's a huge step for me. Like a year ago, if someone were to tell me, hey, you and Jim from Grove Made or you and Dan and Sarah from the Artifacts are gonna be talking, yeah. chatting, and you know some of these other folks too, I'll be like, what? Like that's, that's never gonna happen. <laughs> so it's been an interesting couple of months. So yeah, mm -hmm. thank you. Thank you for that introduction. Although I kind of gave my own introduction. <laughs> 
Oh, that's fine. I think I think you know, hearing that perspective from both sides is actually uh, quite interesting. Um, we uh, I mentioned it before, uh, just we as we started um, the the recording. Um, you and Chelsea um, always been a huge inspiration to me. Um, you are uh, for from 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 a content perspective, you really made me start my own podcast. So I had the gear coming from road. Um, and you know, I had no excuse to not start, mm -hmm. but I still needed this, this little, this just little kick in the butt. And you gave me that when you started coffee with creation, I was like, okay, now I have to do it. Now I have, I have, I have to do it. And, uh, that's awesome. You know, that's so yeah. awesome. I mean, I basically started the same way. I was mm -hmm. inspired by someone else and it's just, it's really that realization, right? Like that, that point in your life when you're like, Okay, if I don't stop, if I don't start right now, then when? And who yeah. else am I going to see or wait and then be like, okay, they did it. it you're convincing yourself, right? It's it's just that battle of trying to exactly. convince yourself to create. That's what's scary. And a lot of and I understand that completely. I mean, people might say, Michael's so used to what he's doing that he he can, you know, he can just do anything and he's comfortable, mm -hmm. which is completely the opposite. I'm still uncomfortable. <laughs> because I'm not usually like this. It's it's just, mm -hmm. um, you know, over time it gets better. Over time it gets a little bit more comfortable, but I wouldn't call myself an expert. So I'm glad. I'm so happy to hear that, 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 that somehow my um, squeaky little voice was able to convince you, <laughs> hey, Max should start your own podcast right now. If Michael can do it, actually that, that makes me happy. If people see me and say, if Michael can do it, then I can do it too. Because I am a klutz when it comes to everything. So if I definitely, but, if I can do it, you guys can do it. But you are underestimating the impact that your content, and I mean, your content isn't bad at all. Your your videos on YouTube, you put so much thought into it, so much time um, and so much creativity. And, you know, they're well-written. I don't know if you script your videos. I think you talked about it once on your videos. I think you do a sort of a semi-script on that. I, yeah, I do. Because um, that's that's when it I get to really express myself. Mm -hmm. Because if I record myself on the fly, I'm just like some guy talking nonsense. But if I yeah. get, if I digest it, right, the information, if I, if I try to play around with it in my head and say, mm -hmm. what if I can present it in this way? Then I'm a little, I'm having a little bit of, a, of a fun, and so I write yeah. that down, and then I translate that into um, a video. Basically, mm -hmm. that's my process, but not hard script like mostly no, 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 no. talking points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I um on my apartment tour video, I did a script, um, mm -hmm. and I didn't do the talking head. I just did like a roll and b roll. Um, or yeah. basically it's just b-roll but you know when i talk about my desk the a-roll is the desk and then some b-rolls slow-mo shots um but i scripted that and it felt comfortable and uncomfortable at the same time mm -hmm. um because you you kind of force yourself into this little um box where you you know you just read off but which makes it way easier to 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 tell a story or to follow you know, to follow through on and to to arrange the shots that you want to take. Because if I did a video in the past, and my video, they all cinematography wise, they're they're all crap. Um, <laughs> um, but you know, arranging the clips 
of mm-hmm. whatever, if it's a desk or a product um, with a script, it's way easier to arrange yes. that than mm-hmm. to do it just, you know, I will. Uh, and, uh, and with, with a script, you, you do the script at first mm-hmm. and then you would do the voiceover and then, you know, arrange all the clips before that. I arranged the clips and then did the voiceover and I kind of was running out of time for let's say product A and was like, Oh shit, I have to be way faster with that. And, you know, I, I just have to, to be more, um, I have to take, take care of that and, you know, be more um, aware. I did the same thing, Max. Like I did the same thing. I used to just shoot Mm -hmm. a bunch of videos and then I figured, yeah, I'll just talk over it on video. And then, you know, no script at all because I thought that that was going to be faster. But yeah. then I realized that I'm not an expert. Mm-hmm. And so it ended up being a long ass video. And yeah, scripting helps you time things, right? It helps you time things and it helps you realize things like, okay, I'm missing this. So when I do scripts, I visualize it as well. It's almost like mm-hmm. storyboarding in the form of just words. So for example, I'll say intro. Yeah, I'll say intro, talk about the product, the most like why people should probably check this out. Or if they're interested in a product, maybe they'll like B product. And then briefly say in this, you know, what you're going to show in this video. So I'm still Mm -hmm. mastering that. I'm still trying to master that. Um, I'm not. It's like capture writing. Yeah, it is. So there's a lot of skill and practice that needs to go into, into actually writing an interesting script, not even a good mm-hmm. script, just like an interesting one. Yeah. And then as soon as that's done, then I can just say, okay, first showcase the product. And then I'll write a few blurbs of what I mm-hmm. want to say. And then even sometimes I'll write the description after you see these, or after you say these things, show videos of the product. And that way mm-hmm. I can visualize it. And I'm like, oh, yeah. okay. So now it's just easier to actually put it all together. But I did the same thing, Max. <laughs> it's, just, yeah. it's like, I, I think I've done like uh, one of my videos, uh, the very, very first time I featured uh, some products, like it's uh, their, their charger. I think I did mm-hmm. that video five times just because I kept <laughs> winging it. And I'm like, if I just wrote uh-huh. the script you know, from, the, from the get-go, it would have been yeah. one take and it would have been easier. But now Michael's hard-headed. It's a learning process with it is with like everything, but this is a learning process that people get to see because you won't be getting better at that unless you publish a video and you know get the feedback from the community or from your friends that watch the video. And mm-hmm. this is why it's I think it's more scary than um like just caption writing, you know. If you if you mm-hmm. write a bad caption, people are not as focused on that. They won't say, oh, that's a bad caption. But if you um, if you review a product and you go all over the place, let's say you talk about features, but then you go like zigzagging into advantages, disadvantages, and then back into features and then to the design and going back into advantages, disadvantages, it's, it's you know, it can get messed up. But, um, you know, yeah, you, you I agree. Always- you always learn I agree. From, from those things. Yeah, it definitely is a learning process. And I think yeah. it was, um, who was it? I was just reading a quote earlier. I forgot who it was, but they were basically saying that the idea is to try to make as many mistakes as you can, right? Mm-hmm. Try learn to make failure, as many failure. Yes, basically. And, you know, then you realize like, it's not really failure. It's just navigating yourself, mm-hmm. right? And just 
refining yourself. That's what it is. Yeah. And so, but yeah, there's a lot of insecurities that go into it because I think a lot of people don't realize that when you create content, a part of you is in that card content, whether yeah. you're being seen or not even being seen. It's just a part of you is, is in that content. So mm -hmm. it's bearing yourself, you know, for the world to see. So it's a little yeah. embarrassing. It's a little um, unsettling in the beginning, mm -hmm. but um, that's why we get hurt, right? The first time we, yeah. we create content, whether it's a picture or a video or, or even audio, and then yep. someone says something that's not even maybe even hurtful, it'll be like, oh, it's good. It's just that the audio is a little too much. Mm -hmm. Something as subtle and as constructive as that criticism can really hurt the ego. Yeah, yeah. Right? Because maybe you put a lot of work into that and you maybe mm -hmm. you didn't adjust the volume on your headphones the right way and or you, you didn't read the levels right on that audio uh, audio track. And all of a sudden, mm -hmm. you know, it gets too loud or too, 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 um, soft. too quiet. Too it's soft. too quiet, yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. um, there's, there's a great quote from a commitment speech from Denzel Washington. I watched it like a hundred times over the past few weeks. And he says, mm -hmm. in that commitment speech, he says, embrace the failure and fall forward. So, you know, he, what he like means that. by yeah it's amazing and there's there's this huge um paragraph that he's he's reading or you know um uh, presenting to to the university class mm -hmm. and he's he's like um what he means by falling forward is if you fail and you will fail you will fall forward you won't falling back on something um something that is your your plan b you know if you let, let's say you're the example you did go full creative uh, full-time creative on instagram last year um mm -hmm. your plan b would would have been being a full-time graphics designer but you yeah. know if you always if if you have this plan b you won't go through with plan a never yeah. you won't fully commit to that and he says if you fail at whatever you want to do fall forward do it better the next time you know don't go back to something that you don't want to do but mm -hmm. go go ahead with something you want to do and you know take everything you learn from that experience and do better yes i completely agree and subscribe to that same notion um a lot of mm -hmm. people don't because a lot of people say always have a plan b yeah i don't have a plan b nope. and that there's there's a difference with um, and what I mean, I don't have a plan B is that what I mean is I I'll adapt, right? Like, mm -hmm. it's like, I'm not making, because having a plan B to me is almost like self-sabotage. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? It's yep. like, I yep. will yep. do this project, but just in case I don't do well, I can and guess what? You're well. never going to do well. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Guess what? You're never going to do well yeah. in the beginning. Yeah. It's always going to suck. So does that mean you automatically go back to your plan B? So no, mm -hmm. it's don't, to me, it's like, don't step out of the house with, you know, saying that maybe if it's too hot, I'll go back inside. Well, <laughs> guess what? Yeah, that's going to happen. And mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Then you, you're back inside the house. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I don't yeah. like having a plan B because it's all about, like you said, like, like Mr. Denzel Washington just said, yeah, fall forward, you fall forward yeah. and just keep, just keep, improving yourself 
and mm -hmm. you will be surprised at how far you can actually go. Oh, definitely. And, and in a very short period of time. I yeah. mean, see what you did. I mean, when, when did you start your Instagram page? Ah, uh, in my Instagram page, I think 2019 or yeah. 2018. I think 2019, yeah. Yeah. Early but, 2019. Um, let's just look at yourself, what you did since the start of the pandemic. You know, how many great mm -hmm. people you had on the podcast, how many great episodes you had with Chelsea. And I mean, just just the notion that or not the notion, but just that you got to know Chelsea and she's your um your partner on Coffee with mm -hmm. Creators and your equals and everything and you do you, you you enjoy this ride together. Um once this is all over you probably visit her place with your family. She will visit For your sure. place with her family. You will yeah. probably have a family vacation on Hawaii and she will show you the most beautiful sites in Hawaii. Oh yeah definitely looking forward to that. So Chelsea if yeah. you're listening Max is calling it. <laughs> you better prepare yourselves. <laughs> yep. Yep. Also, for both of you, with your family, we, we still have some spots left on our creation to Fiji, if you want to. We're still Fiji. looking for sponsors. Yeah, we're still looking for sponsors, but we want to make this happen. I've never um, been to Fiji. I, I've never been myself, but uh, I, so just, just for you to fill you in um, for months now, with everyone mm -hmm. I had on the podcast, uh, we have this little DM group called the Visionary Visionary Collective. Okay. Um, and I called this plan the Createcation. Um, Createcation. Createcation. I will trademark that that shit and copyright <laughs> it. Do it. And I said we should all. I mean, it, it's it's not limited to the group that we have, but everyone yeah. who wants to join in, reach out to your collaboration partners, your sponsors, whoever it is. Um, propose this idea that you have this group of content creators um, and, you know, each find each person finds their own sponsors. And, you know, for a lot of us, it would be the same. And let's say yeah. nomad, it would be growth made. It would be this, it would be that it would be, mm -hmm. you know, you know, the names um, propose this idea, two week vacation on Fiji, you know, each sponsor uh, pays the flight and the, accommodations for 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 one creator and mm -hmm. then we all do content creation whether it's for instagram for youtube um, podcasting and then just list these brands as sponsors you know? oh that's interesting have you guys actually done that have you guys actually reached out i'm i'm still pushing this idea um okay we we still need to find because this this takes some time to prepare and to plan um i would it say does probably in in a year's time um okay. to not rush into things um and even if it's if it's if you just get get uh, paid just a little bit maybe 50 percent of the vacation it would still be amazing too and oh, i yeah, think these definitely. these brands would get a kick out of that you know listing yeah them. definitely but you know you should target though you should target um like companies that are more in line with travel Cause mm -hmm. that would be cool. Like there's a yeah. lot of like, for example, um, um, luggage companies. Mm -hmm. they, I level bet you eight. they would be more level, level eight. I've seen those. Mm -hmm. I think Matt Envision, yeah. Envision shared. You did too, right? I did too. I did too. Yeah. They're, yeah. They're so great. those, those are the ones that would, mm -hmm. I would say would probably yeah. most likely be on board with something like that. So it can even be, uh there's so much here like you, you can even think about like um 
so you're traveling, right? So you need luggage and then you probably need comfortable clothes. And then mm-hmm. you can probably partner with someone who can sponsor sunglasses. And then maybe you can also partner with someone who does insurance or Ooh. probably anything that's like related to portable tech or mm-hmm. things that can make the flight more comfortable, maybe even rental. So yeah. you don't have to necessarily, um, what you call this, like, think of an actual product it can be a service yeah so yeah i think it would be awesome is if you guys can find someone in fiji it'll be like oh my god let's just say hotel let's just get i don't know anything about fiji or any of the hotels mm-hmm. there, but let's just say there's a hotel that called um the fiji inn you know i would reach mm-hmm. out to the fiji inn and be like okay we're going to go on vacation it's going to be like four five six however many of you guys we're talking we'll targeting like, like 20. 20 people. Yeah. <laughs> if you guys can host us and we can talk, we can all talk about how amazing your place mm-hmm. is. And you know, you're not even asking for a flight, you're just asking for accommodation. Yeah. Um, it'll be spread out to 20 different channels. But see, you have to remember that there is a stigma though, with you know, places that that are constantly um re- hit up by by mm-hmm. consecrators basically like can you show us <laughs> i can i i mean can i get a free room i have twenty thousand followers i think that's a lot of um content creators mistakes because they they um they think that all they need to have um in this world is a little bit of popularity or even mm-hmm. notoriety and then they can just, and then the world is their oyster. It they overvalue themselves. They do. They do. You have to always yep. think of what you can offer first. So mm-hmm. instead of like, even, okay, let's just brainstorm Max. I don't know why we got to this topic. I don't, I, <laughs> I just enjoy actually doing this because I, I, I do a lot of brainstorming with some of my friends too. But uh-huh. um, like, if I were to reach out to Fiji in, I would probably be like, um, all right, so I'm going to go on vacation there and um, I'm going to be bringing with, with me five or six of my favorite content creators and they have really mm-hmm. big channels. And we just, I just want to know if there is a specific room that I can probably stay in and showcase it as, you know, as like, you know, something that would look good in the channel. And they'll probably be like, yeah, we have this really nice suite that faces the ocean or whatever. And you're going to love it here. I'm like, okay, cool. So um, can it fit 10 people, five people, whatever? And they're like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, maybe maybe two or three. I'm like, okay, so we probably need more rooms. Um, and then you kind of get the ball rolling from there. Yeah. And at least you're getting a feel from them. And they might be, you can understand if they're interested and if they're really willing to talk to you. But it's not like, I'm not going to be like, I'm looking for a free room, right? So I still have to, from that proposition, there's probably a better way of doing that. But to me, at least, to me, it's more of like, um, I'm just letting them know that this is what I, this is the possibility, right? These are the possibilities. If I bring five or six of my content creator fans and they have mm-hmm. huge numbers of, of followers and and viewers, um, that's appealing to them because to, to Fiji in, because it's, you know, it's advertising for them. But I didn't yep. outright ask for, for freedom, right? So hopefully... Hopefully they'll take a bite and maybe even just look at the profiles and be like, oh, these guys are really interesting to work with. And at the very least, at the very least, they might, they could give me a good deal. 
but not necessarily free. But if they really see the power of your reach and the power of your network and the power of your, your influence, then they might be willing to go the extra mile and say, how about this? What if we upgrade you guys to an awesome suite, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I never had to, you know, I, I think that would be the best way to approach like that sort yeah. of collaboration. Because that way you're not just saying, oh, I'm Mr. Popular, you know, give me <laughs> all the pillows, all the rooms. <laughs> you know, it's not like that. So, I know. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. This, this, this idea is still at the very beginning. Um, mm -hmm. I think, I think we're, we're still kind of laughing at it. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, we should do that. But like, wink, wink, we're not going to do that actually. But I think if you, if you really think about it and find a good concept to um, present to the Fiji in or whoever it is, um, mm -hmm. you know, then, um, and, and actually, I don't, do you know the CJ affiliate network? I have not heard of them. Mm -mm. Okay. Um, it's basically uh, like LinkedIn for brands to look for advertisers or advertisers oh. or like content creators to search for brands that are looking for, you know, affiliates and stuff like that. Oh, um, okay. And they're also, um, so I haven't seen Amex, American Express on there, but you find similar stuff. Uh, um, uh, Remova is over there um, and, um, uh, and other travel companies. And Remova, you know, is that the one that does they the do high luggage? quality? Yeah, the high quality luggage. Oh, I love their stuff. Mm -hmm. I've been My brother has luggage. one and it's beastly. That thing, yeah? you can put a grenade in it and it won't blow up. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, but um, I had to join CJ Affiliate Network to to work with Nomad with their their affiliate program, and I mm -hmm. you know you can flick through these pages and you can set filters for everything. Um, and there are so many great brands. Um, I've been I'm now affiliated with Nano Leaves. Um, okay, yeah, mm -hmm. and other cool brands. Um, are and, you getting their you know, new their new wooden looking panels? I reached out to them. Um, haven't heard back because probably they get a lot of inquiry, inquiries through their network. Oh, I see. But um, I'm patient. I think um, so. I will buy them either way. So if I'm getting them sponsored, that's cool. If I don't, still cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, because most of the you know what you just you just yeah? what you just said right there. I think that should be. I think that should be the mindset. Oh, of, that's my um, mindset from the beginning. Yeah, I mean, I think for, for a lot of young content creators, mm -hmm. I think that should be the mindset. Like if you want a product, have the intention of buying it first. You know what yep. I mean? Have the intention of buying it first. And then if you somehow manage to navigate it in a way that you get it for free, mm -hmm. then good for you. I think that's how you build oh, it. But right, yeah. like, so that, that's a good mindset to have. Like you, what you said, regardless if, if I get it for free or not, I mean, I'm still gonna get it. Like that was the plan anyway. Um, cause then that means it's authentic. That means it's more genuine mm -hmm. when you present the product or the service. Right. So I like yeah, that. Totally. No. Um, and be before I got aff affiliated with nomad, I spent like, almost, I, I almost bought half of their products on with my own money before I ever got anything from them. Mm -hmm. So, uh, for me, I've, must have I been really expensive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I bought the, the base station pro with my own money. I could have gotten it mm -hmm. for free um, afterwards. 
uh, again, but I was like, no, I, I already got it. I'm good. I'm good. You know, and, yeah. um, I always try to think a little bit economically with these things, you know, um, I, I mean, I could have gotten the base station pro and sold mine or just sold the new one and get the money back. Um, mm -hmm. but I already have it. Why should I get it again? And why yeah. should I say, sell a sponsored product? You know, I think that's kind of devaluing what I do, what I work, why I work with them is because I want to make money off of it. I get free products. That's cool. That's great. But then to make money off of free products is kind of like a gray area for me. You know, it's like, yeah, mm, if you I get really what you're saying. Need, yeah. If you really don't need it anymore and you just don't sell it because you want the money, but because you don't have any use for it. Okay. That's fine. But if you, mm -hmm. you know, uh, you work, are you working with road? Probably. Yeah. Yes. I'm working yeah. on road. Yeah. Uh, you, are you in contact with Nicholas? Yes. Yeah. Nicholas is awesome. He's awesome. You can, I mean, if you, if you offer something to him, you could get the whole range of products from him. You wouldn't <laughs> yeah. ask Nick is a very, he's very, he's super nice and he's yeah, very he's like nice. uh, supportive. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and road in general as a brand is super supportive, but if you yes. would ask them for the whole range of products, they were like, yep. Yeah, yeah. Take, take a couple <laughs> of shots mate, you know, and then, and then you could sell everything. Okay. I sold, I, I have to be completely honest. I sold the road I had the Procaster, um, mm -hmm. but I sold it because I had no use for it because I got this one because it's um, a lot smaller. And I think you have the pot mic as well. Yeah. I and love this I, thing. I, yeah. It's amazing. Right. Yes. I kept, I kept the microphone for, I think another four months and it collected mm -hmm. just dust. And I didn't yeah. even, I, I didn't even sold it. I didn't even sell it for, for, well, of course it's a profit, but I sell it way below market value because I didn't pay for it. You know? Um, yeah. I, I sold it to a friend of mine uh, in, in my friend circle. Um, and he just gave me like a little bit, you know, because mm -hmm. he was in need of a microphone. I said, okay, I can give it to you. He's like, well, I give you a little bit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So it's basically not. So I I loaned it to him for a fee. Let's say let's put like for a fee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I um, like that. Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with it though. If you were no. to sell it, I mean, it's yours. The road mm -hmm. never gave you, for example, yeah. any restrictions. But I get what you're saying, and it's mm -hmm. it's a nice. Maybe I'm too harsh it, with with myself or with that. Uh, you're too kind. I think that's what it is. You're just mm -hmm. too kind, and you don't want to come across as as someone who's. Mm, benefiting from the mm -hmm. free stuff but i mean you get the free stuff you're already benefiting benefiting from it yeah. now yeah, if, right. it would be yeah. a different question if you are uh, the only the only time it will be different and i think you your concerns would be more valid is if you reach out to these brands with the intention of doing a whatever review just as long as you get free mm -hmm. products so that you can resell those products then yes, your integrity is, is in question. But if you believe yeah. in the product and if you like it and you just have it laying around and if you want to sell it or give it away, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I think yeah. anyone would do that. Yeah, maybe, maybe I, I'm just too, too, um, too harsh You're on too nice, Max. You're as nice as your hair. Your hair looks super nice ah, right now. Thank you. I, just, <laughs> I redid them just for you. you know, I, have, I, have to look, I have to look good for you. 
Well, thank um, you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I have also have to to be a little bit a little bit um, passive aggressive towards you because you stole oh. my idea. Which one? What did for I the steal? perfect dark setup. <laughs> I love your wallpaper behind that setup. It's amazing. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I was like, that motherfucker just did not do that dark setup with the computer and everything. It's like, mm. but you it's know, it's funny because, thank you. I actually love what Chelsea did to her wall. It's all black. Yeah. And I remember in the very beginning when I first started my Instagram, I said, I want black walls. Mm-hmm. That's really what yeah. I want. I think I saw it from. I forgot who I saw it from. And I'm like, I really want to do black walls, but it just seems so bold to me. Yeah. And then Chelsea did it. I'm like, damn it. It looks so good. <laughs> it does. It does. Yeah, I it just so painted good. my walls gray on the mm-hmm. weekend. Um, so it's kind of this medium to slightly dark gray. Um, and the walls before that were white. And it gives the room and you know the setup that I'm imagining in my head a completely yeah. different feel um and you know. oh yeah just just um changing the wall actually it's funny mm-hmm. that you mentioned that there is one account that i think is in germany if i'm not mistaken that i follow mm-hmm. let me yeah oh, let oh. me see let me let me look at it really quick and you might find this interesting so their name is where is she oh typing it wrong i think it's called because i just saw it this morning I'm so interested. Fridla, F R I D L A A. Are you looking it up right now? F R I E D. F R I D L A A. I D L. Oh. Holy shit. Yeah. 400 something thousand followers. So check out the last, (laughs) check out the last um, post that they did, the one with the wallpaper. Uh-huh. So you know what's interesting about that? That wall is constantly being changed and recolored and just redecorated. And that's basically a lot of their content. It's the oh. same wall. It's the same room. But they keep constantly change it. And you will see how dramatically different the look and feel of the space is just by doing that. And... and- I just, yeah, I just wanted taking, to point that out because yeah. yeah, like you mentioned, like changing the wall changes everything so much. Yeah, I mean, look at this account. Like their content Holy basically shit. revolves around that headboard. <laughs> yeah, and it's awesome. Then after after they took off the wallpaper, even the wall looks great. Just the plain. Wall. I love it. Didn't you see? Yeah, wow. that, like that that very um, scuffed up. Uh, what do you call this? Yeah. Like you'll see like those paper marks or I yeah, mean the, yeah, the, right. the yeah. It's awesome. Kind of, I'm like, has kind of I want to a, do that. a Brooklyn lofty kind of apartment vibe. Very industrial, very yeah. uh, rustic kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's nice. It has it's so much character. Nice. And they literally just ripped off the, the wallpaper yeah. and they left all the stain and everything. And I'm like, I want to do that. But if I probably yeah. do that, my wife's going to be like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> you have to get your wife on board with that. Oh my God. All she's going to do is talk shit about me and which is what happens every day, which is hilarious. But um, yeah, she's very, very shy. It's funny. She's very, but she's awkward in front of other people. Mm-hmm. 
I'm like, why okay. are you acting like that? <laughs> yeah, she's, she's just really awkward in front of other people. It's hilarious. But uh, you, um, you got a beautiful family. No? You, Thank you. Um, in general. So you, your, your wife and your kids, but also your brother, of course, and the, what, what I saw of your, your sisters and, you know, of course, Rich's kids, mm -hmm. you have in, in, in total a absolutely phenomenal, good-looking, beautiful family. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That's, that's when we were, Asian genes. Yes, Asian genes. Also, when when we were growing up, it was just like, honestly, to me, the most beautiful thing really is family. And I know that sounds mm -hmm. cliche, but we were brought up in a household where if it's Sunday, you're all sitting inside and you're eating dinner all at the same time. It yeah. doesn't happen every day. You know what I mean? Like we have Sunday dinners and Sunday dinners to us is very important. And it's, it's the only time where we can't say no, like it can, we could be anywhere. And my mom would, well, we didn't have phones back then, but they would call my cousin's mm -hmm. landline and then they'll be like, <laughs> are the twins there? And their cousins be like, yeah. And she'll say, have them come home. I don't care what they're doing by seven o'clock. They have to be home because mm -hmm. we have to catch dinner. Or even if I'm out with my friends and I had a pager, I don't know if you know, some of the listeners might know what a pager is, but basically, yeah, you get a little page and they'll, it'll, it's like text messaging, basically. It'll it's what say, they use in scrubs. There you go. Yeah. Those doctors, that's what they use yep. in scrubs. <laughs> that's an old show. And, and, the, so, and the early episodes of Grey's Anatomy as well. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So, <laughs> and I think some of them are, are, are just numeric. So you just get a bunch mm -hmm. of numbers and the yep. idea is for you to call that number and you, you get a message basically. But, um, so it's funny because you get a beep, we call it a beep. You get a beep, not a page, and then you basically have a bunch of numbers. And then you have to look for a phone, like a, a like a landline or maybe those pay phones out there. And then you dial that number and then you'll listen to a voice message. Basically, that's, mm -hmm. that's how communication was in the early 90s. Uh, so guys oh who are on Twitch right now, you guys are so lucky. But anyway, yep. um, I, get a, I get a page and I would, my mom would say, um, wherever you are, come home because it's dinner time. And sometimes I would be with friends. And my only choice was basically to bring my friends home because that mm -hmm. how, that's how important family time is for us. And family yeah. time gets, uh, it's basically FaceTiming with everyone else. And, and just um, when I say FaceTime, like actual FaceTime, mm -hmm. and you tell stories of your week and how your life is going. And yeah. that was very important. So now I know we're all separate. My, my families, some of them are back in the Philippines. Some are in mm -hmm. the East Coast. Um, some are here in, in California and, you know, we try to get as much family time as possible. And I think yeah. it's just, um, it's just the most beautiful thing to me, honestly. Yeah. I could be sitting around and, you know, with my, my dad gut, just like hanging out, <laughs> just like <laughs> we're eating cake and everything. And people are just like, as long as I'm with family, I'm happy. Like that's the best feeling. Yeah. I, I yeah. have to be brutally honest. Um, so yeah. I've been busy with work. For the past weeks, um, mm -hmm. the only um, member of my family I saw as of recently for more than an hour was my mother. But I see my <laughs> mother every week. I see my mother. We okay. have dinner once a week at least. But the entire family will be together for the first time since I would say February. Um, oh. Sunday February of 2020 or this year? 2021. Okay. 2021. So um, still a couple my, months back. Yeah. Right. And my um, 
so my younger my my second youngest nephew is born in 2019 um mm-hmm. and up to this point he didn't had a birthday where he saw his whole family at Aww. once i mean he doesn't care mm-hmm. because he doesn't really know he's um, a he's a child yeah he's a child but still um in 2020 we said oh next year we're going to have this big birthday party um his father's family will be there our family will be there and still one year later it hasn't happened but next week <laughs> so my um second oldest nephew um has his birthday on june 27th and that will mm-hmm. be the first time for over 18 months 20 months that the entire family all sides will be there for a birthday How exciting. Party. Yeah. How exciting. If I were there, I'd be... ask for an invitation. <laughs> oh, I, can, I can send you, I can send you a zoom invitation. You can join in. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> Your story just reminded me of when um, the pandemic started. Mm-hmm. Uh, my daughter was turning four and that was the, one of the most heartbreaking things for me because yeah. um, just a few weeks before that, her cousins had a birthday party and they were all outside oh, and playing and everything. Oh. And when her birthday came up, it was the mm-hmm. start of the pandemic. Oh and God. I remember waking up super early and instead of having like this, we don't have big celebrations, but we have mm-hmm. a bunch of people over basically. And so she woke up and we, my wife and I put like balloons and, and mm-hmm. a really nice cake. And then she, we got her dress first thing in the morning. She was still sleepy, scratching her eyes. And, <laughs> but she was dressed in the, as this oh, princess, so, right? So mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, so she, we bring her downstairs and we sing happy birthday, show her the cake and the balloons. And the moment she, after she blew her candle, mm-hmm. she kind of whispers to me, she goes, daddy, where's the rest of my birthday? And I Aww, couldn't understand what she meant. Yeah. What she meant was, where are the guests? Where are her cousins? Where are, and you know, that, that really struck me as, yeah, it was very heartbreaking because mm-hmm. to us as adults, sometimes we, uh, maybe I'll speak for myself, but sometimes when I look at things, I look at the um, materials things, right? Like I have mm-hmm. so many guests, I mean, presents, I have so many um, things. I have the, like these awesome gifts, like, what a big cake, whatever. With my daughter, to her, she just wanted the people. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that was like yeah, a big thing. Mm-hmm. And it's it's all about socializing. Socializing, yeah. yeah. So, hey, your story just reminded me of that, and yeah, never it never left me. I mean, it stuck to in my head, in my heart. Yeah. It sucks. <laughs> yeah. And even though you know it might be just, it doesn't matter if it's one birthday or two birthdays. Um. The these. I speak as a non-dad or a non-parent, but mm-hmm. I can only see from my nephews, um, especially in these young years, these experiences shape them a lot. If they yes. have a lot of fun, they will be happy during their teens or more happy during their teens. Um, if they can be kids, um, they really can be kids and you know run around and play around and you know scream and do this and do that. Um, they won't be... I don't want to say cold, but they they are colder than others when they are um, adults. You know, they they kind of lose that. I agree. Um, I, um, I do have. Yeah. I'm, we both don't have any background in psychology or anything like that, mm-hmm. but we I I agree on that as well. Yeah. I think that if you let kids be kids, they tend to learn yeah. how to express themselves more, 
-hmm. And when they learn how, and they know how to express themselves more, how they feel, what they want, what they don't like, then they tend to be warmer as adults. Yeah. Because feelings yeah. are not something to be ashamed of. You know what I mean? So no. that's how I see it as well. Mm -hmm. And um, I like that. I like what you just yeah. said. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, if some of sometimes, you know, if I have a bad day and my, my nephews run around, you know, like crazy and they're screaming and doing this and doing this and then they're, they're pulling on their PP and stuff like that. I'm like, oh my God, grow <laughs> up, whatever. But in the, but in the end, you know, it's sometimes my, I can just speak for myself, my expectations towards children's uh, children or kids are way mm -hmm. too high you know what do you mean um, um don't hold your my... pee <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that I, I did i i did the same thing but let's just say <laughs> we're I, just let... doing what you're doing uncle max <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's just say i i pulled my pee, pee you know to make it two <laughs> inches longer um when i was four but i can remember that I uh -huh. immediately, immediately after I thought, why did I do this? You know, um, I was, I don't want to say I was more grown up at that age, but I was, I'm, I'm a different kind of, I was a different kind of, I still had a lot of fun, but I was very mm -hmm. aware of what I was doing very early on. Mm -hmm. um, you were an intelligent kid. Oh, maybe that's I, why you're I intelligent. Was, I, I was intelligent, not in terms of intelligence but just of awareness i was very aware of mm. everything uh, my nephews are super intelligent intelligent they're my 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 young uh, the, the second youngest um his older brother had this wiener schnitzel in front of him mm -hmm. and he wanted to get um get the food uh, or his mother had to feed him so my sister had to feed him and the younger one who's just turned two he took the plate took the knife took the fork and just cut the schnitzel and added by himself It's very civilized. Yeah. Unlike my like... kids. <laughs> <laughs> my kids would he... slap me with that hot dog or whatever it is. <laughs> he he can do he can he can he can go another way, but um, at that point he was just fed <laughs> up by his brother not wanting to eat the schnitzel and he's like, "Come on, get it to me and I will eat that thing." Um Yeah. But um sometimes, you know, That's interesting. I, um they're like they're just chilling. They don't think any otherwise and Uh, and for mm -hmm. me, I, I was just different. I've always been that way to be more aware of, um, should I do, really do this? Because I actually know better, but I just did it anyhow, mm -hmm. you know, um, but uh, I don't. And then, you know, I think about this when I'm getting a little angry at my nephews and I'm like, ah, come on, they're just kids, you know, just let yeah. them be. Yeah. Let them be. I get what you're saying. Yeah, I've, I've, I've held kids in very, very high standards as well. Mm -hmm. um, and usually the re realization comes after you get angry and then the, uh, the guilt sets, mm -hmm. sets in. Because, yeah, as adults, we're, we're always judging people's mm -hmm. actions, right? And sometimes we forget that children are children. Yes. And they literally do not think of other people's feelings. They're just mm -hmm. living in the moment and looking for the next best feeling for them. So yeah. you, our guy, our, I mean, to me, my only job is to guide them as, but, you know, make sure no one gets hurt. They don't hurt themselves mm -hmm. and to teach them what's proper and what's not. Um, yeah. And, you know, hopefully they, you know, grow up to be, to be able to think. I mean, I also think about it like the way, you know, I was brought up. Um, I had a great childhood, mm -hmm. but 
a lot of it is also very, very strict. Mm-hmm. And to the point where I couldn't think for myself, I couldn't make any decisions. And yep. that carried on all the way to my college life. So I was incapable of making my own decisions, mm-hmm. basically. And so what I want to do with my kids is equip them with, you know, the confidence and mm-hmm. the reassurance that, you know, they will make mistakes, but it'll be okay. You know what I mean? So um, I want them to, th- to think better than I did, basically. Yep. And so, yeah, I, it's just, um, I think as long as I guide them, like, properly, it'll be okay. But for the most yep. part, they're kids. They'll, they'll pick their noses. They'll... They'll, they'll flick their boogers and they'll <laughs> and they eat them and they will eat and them. they eat them yeah I, my nephew eats the boogers and i've seen yep. him and i'm like what are you doing and he's like nothing and i'm like <laughs> i saw you <laughs> i saw yeah. you i i've read this or heard this years ago and this kind of goes in the same direction as you the the, the greatest gift you can give a kid is love the second greatest gift you can give a kid or a child is the confidence in themselves oh yeah absolutely that's just i see a lot i i so i'm 29 i have friends that have children my best friend has a little boy he is he just turned four um and if if you seen my best friend when he was young he was a rascal he was (laughs) he would never think he would be accomplishing any life goals um <laughs> yeah but once he started so he's a car mechanic um and he's always his father has a garage and everything so um he didn't he didn't want to go to school but once he started working mm-hmm. he completely changed in every way um and he um he's he's one of the greatest dads that i know because he's very strict Yeah. Um, but because I, I think, again, as a non-dad, non-parent, um, children need need someone who is strong and can lead the way and, you know, um, doesn't leave or, you know, that they were a, a person that does not let them do anything that they want to. So they, they know, okay, here's a stop. You're not yes. going further. Um, but he's also showing so much love and um, his ex-wife cheated on him, mm. but he, you know, she has, uh, what is it called? The, um, uh, when she has the, 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 the children, custody the child. of the kids, custody, is that what custody? You yeah. Custody. Okay. She has custody of, of, of the little boy, but when he's over, over at his place, you know, everything else is, on the back burner everything every mm. spare minute no matter what it is everything is below his boy everything yeah you know it's funny because your friend does sound like an awesome dad and yes children do need a strong figure because mm-hmm. the only thing children know is are, are basically what you teach them so if you're yeah. not going to teach them how to do anything if you're not mm-hmm. going to tell them where the line is, right? Like, don't, mm-hmm. don't do this. You can do this. You're just going to be out of control. So it's, yeah. it's parents' responsibilities, adults in general. You, it doesn't even have to be your own kid. Like it's mm-hmm. your responsibility as an adult to make sure that you guide them and you teach them, you show them yeah. because what do they know? Right. But yeah, that's uh, I mean, 
it's also a funny thing. I mean, when you when you said that everything was below mm-hmm. um, his child in terms of like importance, mm-hmm. uh, I never realized. I never knew what that meant or how that felt until I had my my daughter. And yeah. just before we we had my daughter, I was afraid of children. <laughs> you can oh, ask really? any of my family. I was. You can ask any of my family. I wouldn't hold anyone's baby. Anyone. It was a joke whenever <laughs> they get me a ch- they If they somehow manage to get me to hold someone's mm-hmm. baby, and you'll see the pictures and they'll be like, look at how afraid he looks. Because I was afraid. And was You're like, like Robin from How I Met Your Mother. Kind of, yeah. yeah. It's, it's just afraid of children, mm-hmm. and then it just changed. It's maybe it's a bi- biological thing, but it's, yeah, it's awesome. It's an awesome feeling. So I resonate with what you, what your, your but friend is was going it through. that you? I, what, have you been afraid of whole, of the idea of holding a baby of or of the idea of hurting a baby? Everything. I'm Everything. afraid. Okay. I, I was afraid of the thought of having a baby. Mm-hmm. Of having to take care of because my my whole thing was again it's the lack of confidence in myself mm-hmm. and the lack of confidence that just me in, in general and it's like how can i take care of this little human being if i can't even take care of myself i can barely <laughs> feed myself how can i feed this little person you know what I mean? so it's like it's that and so you learn you learn to be confident you mm-hmm. learn that you have to go through some hard stuff for mm-hmm. their sake And then you realize that that wasn't too hard. I was just too scared. Yeah. So yeah. it kind of goes back to consecration, right? Like in the I was, beginning. I was just yeah. making the same, the same <laughs> connection. I was, I was about to make the same uh, statement. Basically. The Maxwell podcast from consecration to kids and back to consecration. <laughs> and somehow we'll insert cars in there somehow, Damn. but your friend was a mechanic. Oh. So, or <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, let's, let's, let's take a little, uh, Let's go off the road and talk about cars because I know Uh-oh. you are, you you've been spamming Twitter with Lucid Motors oh for the God. past couple. The, have that I, car, have I... <laughs> it's not too bad. I'm 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 okay. you know, I'm exaggerating, <laughs> but uh, you know they're um, the the Lucid Motors. That is one beautiful car. Oh my God! Holy tell, shit. tell me about it. I was so excited because okay, oh. so I get really excited when it comes to cars like that, because I firmly believe, well, let's just say that personally, I think that the pinnacle, pinnacle mm-hmm. of product design is um, a car or in the yes. automotive world, yes. right? Some say, well, some people will say, no, it's rocket ships or it's airplanes. The problem Look is you this. can't, aff- yeah, right? This is basically uh, derived That's like design- from a car. Yeah, that, was, that looks like it was designed in a wind tunnel. Basically, Max yeah. is Max is holding up a um. I'm MX3. holding up the Logitech MX Master Logitech for the you know what's funny time today. Just uh, just uh, just as a quick thing, have you seen the movie? It's an '80s movie or early '90s, I think. It's called Flight of the Navigator. I don't think I have. Look it up, and then you'll see mm-hmm. that the it's about this alien spacecraft that was that befriends a boy. That that uh-huh. spaceship looks like that mouse for some reason. Oh really? It's, I, Yeah, yeah, it's really interesting. But um, yeah, so I think that the pinnacle of product design is a vehicle mm-hmm. because one is it's it's still affordable. Like most people can still buy it. Most people can't buy a plane. Most people can't buy a rocket nope. ship, right? So, but a car- And those two things are beautiful or, or 
Well, some of them are. Nice, I yeah. yeah, it, yeah from an engineering standpoint, it does look. They do mm-hmm. look beautiful. Okay, yeah. But I I get what you're saying though. Like I yeah. am not going to take another look at an uh, at an airplane versus mm-hmm. like if I see even a um, a Honda Fit or a Jazz. Yeah. I don't know what they have over there, mm-hmm. but you know what I mean. Like it's a it's a cheap car, but I would take a look. You know, yeah. a second look at Definitely. that versus a plane, right? So, but right. I think yeah, I think cars in general as a product for the consumer, that's the pinnacle of it. Like you're looking mm-hmm. at the exterior design, the materials that they use and the experience that it gives you on the road, whether you're moving or whether you're standing still. I think yep. that's just, it's just amazing. Like you're, you're, it's a barrage of like these different sensations. Um, even the smell, right? Mm-hmm. That new car smell. Oh but God, it, beautiful. I, I get really excited when whenever um I, I see Lucy. I hear your car boner knocking on the desk below. <laughs> I'm sorry, let me hide it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh so Lucid, I actually saw them mm-hmm. late last year. Oh, no, wait, no, no, no. I didn't see them, but I discovered them mm-hmm. late 2020s. And apparently they've been around, like they've been sharing their stuff on social media, but for the most part, they've been quiet, they've been quiet. Yeah. And Has so, it been a concept for for a lot of years? Yeah, actually, I mm-hmm. think they've been working on the Lucid for ten years. Oh, if I'm not mistaken, God. yeah, it's been a while. Wow. But they've wow. only recently started to to push that um, their mm-hmm. promotions, and I like that. I like that because it's yep. not they're not hyping it up. There's hype, mm-hmm. and then there's actual progress. And so, yeah. at this point, because they don't have an actual product that is out to the customer, mm-hmm. it's still, I guess, technically hype. But I was so convinced with their product design, with their with the concept that I actually reserved a Lucid Air back in oh, 20, wow. yeah, late 2020. And it's cheap, you know, no one's going to say, mm-hmm. oh, Michael has a lot of money. No, it's like $300. It's not a Tesla Model S. It's not a Tesla Model S. Yeah. So it's, it's like yeah. $300 to put your reservation and mm-hmm. you can, it's that's refundable, fine. right? Yeah, and the fine. one that I res- my, put my re- reservation on is uh, is not the flagship model because I couldn't mm-hmm. afford $169,000. I can't af- possibly afford their entry level, which is coming out in 2022, mm-hmm. which is the Lucid Air. Basically, that's like their very basic, um, uh, what you call this? Like, yeah, Lucid, Lucid car. And it mm-hmm. starts at like $69,000 plus, you know, the, the rebates and whatever. It's not bad. I mean, it's enough no. time for me to maybe save up, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's as early as back then, I was so impressed with the material choices. And I heard, and I didn't even know who was really behind the company until I started digging into it. And mm-hmm. then Peter Rawlinson, he's, he used to work for Tesla and um, he was the chief engineer for the Model S. Ooh. And yeah, which is really interesting, Max, because ever since- That's a huge L for Tesla. It is. And the problem was, the problem is, ever since uh, Lucid started to become more mainstream or maybe mm-hmm. more popular, I guess, um, Elon Musk started to, uh, let's just say, talk dirty mm-hmm. about Peter Rawlinson. And they're like, Peter never worked in the Model S. He was actually this and that. And he said um, he quit when things got tough or he wasn't really a chief engineer. But people mm-hmm. on the internet, of course, you can't really escape, escape the internet anymore. No. They started digging up all these old videos from Tesla and even screenshots of their old website where they literally say, here is the chief engineer, Peter Rawlinson. <laughs> and so it's really <laughs> it's really funny how he's denying it. And so now mm-hmm. to me, that just sounds like 
that's just, it's hard to say it's not, but it sounds like he's just threatened by it, especially yeah. since Lucid is going to be the first vehicle to reach 500 miles in a single charge. And that's a huge claim. When they when yeah. they announced that, Tesla was like, oh, we can do that too. Mm-hmm. Then suddenly, oh, we can't do that. All right, so there's been like that battle. You know what I mean? It's always about yeah. notoriety. It's all about, always of about course. hype. Yeah, yeah. But I'm excited. So that's why mm-hmm. in my content, I'm trying to spread it out more and you know, hopefully more beyond Twitter. I basically want to cover more cars mm-hmm. only because I want to work my way up to talking about the Lucid. Because yeah. that's the car that I am most excited about. And so, I, yeah, love the, I, I love you the got, approach. Thank you. You got me in this whole wormhole of cars now. I can't stop I, talking. No, actually, so I'm, I, I'm, I'm not an engineer or car engineer or whatever, or an eng, engine uh, engineer or whatever, but I love mm-hmm. to talk about cars. And um, as much as I'm fascinated by Elon Musk and he's, he's like this polarizing figure, yeah. um, I would immediately immediately believe that he is uh, someone who talks dirty afterwards or who talks behind an, an employee's back. Uh, yeah, I, I, I can see that. He's, uh, he's but, the type of personality that's just yeah. vicious. But sometimes you he, need that. He is. He is. Yeah. Um, but, you know, his bank account says he's always right. I mean, yeah. 150 billion. <laughs> I admire, I admire Elon Musk. I don't know if um I agree with, you know what? It, he's probably not a bad guy. That's the thing. Like no. people hate no, him. He isn't. Yeah, but to me, it's just he's just doing what he's good at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he's doing what he's good at, and if what he's good at is talking crap about other people, let him do it. I mean, he's. We need people like Elon Musk. We need someone who is not afraid. And who will try something new? Like if it weren't for him, look at—we probably wouldn't explore the idea of electric cars. We wouldn't yeah, explore the idea of bringing people to Mars for crying. He's out pushing loud. boundaries he is, where yeah. no one else is, and um, I mean, you can criticize his approach or his mm-hmm. public, um, his public relations with with you know with Dogecoin and stuff like that. Yeah. With with cryptocurrency, um, you can criticize him for smoking weed on the Joe Rogan experience. I thought that was pretty can, funny. <laughs> yeah, I thought so as well. But you know, there are so many stuck-up, stiff people who have a palm yeah. tree in their butt, you know, who are <laughs> who are just you know, some who people don't enjoy, enjoy light. Yes. Yeah, and I'm talking course. about the yeah. palm tree up the butt. I know. <laughs> um, you know, but um, you can never flaw or fault him for not pushing humanity for the better yeah I agree. in in his in his kind of messed up fucked up way um yeah i don't know if you know the story but um years ago um there was an employee employee a male employee at tesla his wife gave birth to his children or to his child and he left work early um, okay. Next day, he had an email from Elon Musk. Yeah, congratulations uh, for the birth of your child, blah, 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 blah. Um, but please, next time, don't take the day off. Oh, we're damn. Change, <laughs> we're trying to change the world here. We got wow. bigger things to do. Wow. And That's he insane. Yeah. I mean, this sounds incredibly mean, but uh-huh. I don't think he sits at his desk or has someone write that email in, in, in a mean manner. 
It's just Absolutely he not, just no. sees the bigger picture. He just sees that. He doesn't see the small things in life. He just sees what he can do in his lifespan to leave the uh, the earth a better place than it was. You know, mm-hmm. I think it's yeah. it's somewhere like this. Of course, he's money oriented. Oh Who yeah, wouldn't be. Who would, and but, he uh, needs the money anyway. He needs the money to make these changes. These crazy yeah. changes so the only yeah. thing that really that statement or that story really told me is that i would never want to work for elon musk no <laughs> that's all no. i <laughs> he has a so, very different way of working so where i live you know this area i i i, I grew up in a village three thousand people three thousand okay. souls and we do have um my my best friend's cousin um has a master degree, master's degree in engineering, blah, blah, blah. And he got a job offer from Silicon Valley to work for the boring company in LA. The boring company? Yeah. That, What's do you the, know the boring, boring company? Oh, yeah. they, they, that's an Elon Musk company that's digging a tunnel below oh, LA. Like boring, actually boring a hole? It's, like, yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's spelled B-O-R-I-N-G. But they mean like digging a tunnel. Um, Is this for the Hyperloop? Yes. Ah, that makes sense. He he mm-hmm. got an offer to he work. He got for an them. offer, and he got you know he was invited to um, to. I don't I don't know if, if uh, Boring Company is also uh, uh, headquarters in Silicon Valley, but he got invited to the Boring Company to work with them because um, he's like thirty two or thirty three, something like that, mm-hmm. and he has like patents within engineering that they want to use and he's like making major money off of that that's awesome that's yeah, awesome and um yeah he that- and, and another another uh, friend of my best friend got uh, he got invited to silicon valley to work with uh with a, a i think i don't know, know if it's oracle but some huge oh, oracle company. yeah they're yeah. one of the biggest that's mm-hmm. awesome yeah. it's 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 a such a good time to be in tech right now i wish i was that smart Unfortunately, Should... I just know how to take pictures. <laughs> I, but you are genius at that. I mean, you know, when 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 I first saw your account to go back to content creation, um, I thought uh, taking taking a picture from that angle of your desk can't be that hard. <laughs> that was me, um, who just bought a Canon RP, no soft boxes, no lighting, nothing. And yeah. a desk with plain white walls, no shelves, nothing. I was like, ah, it can't be too hard. <laughs> Actually, it's really desk photography is really hard to really take a good shot of a good looking workspace. It's a work of art. It's a uh, it's it's tricky. It's a lot mm. trickier than than you would think. Some people yeah. have a knack for it. Apparently, I do. <laughs> I didn't know. Oh, yeah, you didn't. But it's like, because that in the beginning, like in the beginning, it literally, okay, so when I approach a photography, it's always going to be how I feel for, mm-hmm. versus how I think it's going to look. So when I first started decorating my desk, I actually didn't even have any decorations in the beginning. It was literally just my iMac and that's it. And somehow when I sit in that space, I know that immediate space where I see my iMac and my Apple keyboard, uh-huh. and that's all. It gave me a certain feeling that I wanted to somehow capture in a photograph. 
And mm -hmm. so I tried to really think about it. Like, what is it about this? Uh oh, my camera just <gasps> went off. It's okay. I'm gonna switch Michael really quick. Black. I know it's because it's the it's the Sony camera that's uh. But I came prepared, Max. I just need to switch my camera to oh. another one <laughs> because uh, the Sony uh, camera A7 is not Mark IV isn't that good. So I have to go to the uh, Sony A7 III S. I don't know or S3. I don't even know how many types of Sony cameras are out there now, but. Yeah, I have like this. Many. I was using the old camera, the A6, my very, very trusty old A6300. And I forgot, Ooh. I actually forgot about it because it's been very, it's been performing like very, very well lately. That mm -hmm. I mean, since the beginning camera. of this, yeah, since the beginning of this podcast, I'm like, oh, you know, my camera's fine. I completely forgot that it was, it's uh, prone to overheat. And when it overheats, yes. it, yeah, mm -hmm. it's, I basically can't. Uh, I can't record anything. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to switch it to uh, my other camera, which is right here. So should turn on right now. I even put the lens the already. Oh, I know the this suspense. suspense. Is real. I'm sorry, viewers. This is really bad radio or podcasting, but oh, <laughs> you, you guys um, can't really see it. <laughs> so I, before you get back into your desktop, I think, you know, if someone would, would start with a basic desk, you know, just... If it's not even a MacBook, just let's say a Sony Vio and some basic peripherals. I think a lot of people on Instagram or Pinterest, they are just spoiled with the likes of your setup or Matt's setup or Chelsea's setup, you know? Mm, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. It's unfortunate if that's the case. Oh, my camera's way too bright. I think I know why. Do this. There you go. Should be. Oh, oh wow. why is it so bright? <laughs> it's not even adjusting the ISO. That's funny. Okay, hang you on. You look like you have chalk on your face. <laughs> oh, there that's better. Go, that's that's, better. that's a, a very dramatic up. look. I, I know it's so dramatic. People are probably like, "What is he doing right now?" Okay, so this should be okay. La Noir. Ah, there you go. Nice. I think yes. I got it. Okay, got awesome. It. Anyway, so sorry about that. But I was talking about the um, taking photographs of my desk. And really, it's just about trying to capture that, whatever it is that I'm feeling at that point. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in the beginning, it felt like, just felt inspiring looking at the, the metal um, structure of the iMac and against mm -hmm. the really light wood of the desk. And so I tried to capture that, but it made everything, like the best time for me to capture that was during the sunset or like around late afternoon when the sun mm -hmm. streaks through my window and I see those, like those um, scattered light, basically. That's yep. what I was trying to capture, not necessarily the space, but yep. people loved it. And mm -hmm. you know when it really changed? <laughs> it really changed when one day my wife and I were walking in Ikea and then we were looking and I'm like, I need a chair. And then I oh, saw the brown chair from Ikea yeah. and I'm like- The legendary chair. I know this looks amazing. And my wife's like, you like that? I'm like, yeah. And she's like, really? I'm like, yeah, it's a good. I think it looks good. And I sat on it and then I'm like, this feels good. And I think it was the next day. My wife, my wife mm -hmm. surprised me because it was for my, oh. for our anniversary or something like that. And she surprised me with the chair. And what a good I'm like, I know I do. She's perfect. As soon as I posted that photo, it, it went semi-viral basically. Mm -hmm. People started sharing it, and it and Max like look at it. It's not even about the space. They were like, "I need that chair." So, <laughs> it was, so the secret to Michael is his mm -hmm. IKEA chair. That's my secret right there. 
I I just right now remember how I found out about you, and I didn't <laughs> even find you. I just I really I just remember how I found you. It wasn't uh -huh. even through Instagram. How'd um, you find me? I found you through YouTube. Um, and oh I really? Was look, yeah. Interesting. Wait, I looked on YouTube for the peak design, like the duffel bag. Duffel bag. You're, okay. Yeah. And you had the duffel bag in your video about Adobe Max. Oh, wait, which video was that? I can't even remember what video. It was, was. like a, an Adobe Max recap or something like this. It was like at the end of 2019. Uh -huh. Must have yeah. been like there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And But I, I wanted to get that peak design duffel bag. And there were almost no um videos about it because of course mm -hmm. i want to get a re review before yeah before I, i put that money out for that um mm -hmm. and your thumbnail is what caught my eye and i was really? like really i have to look for this I, thumbnail now i can't remember I what it looked to, like yeah and i was like i have to check out this guy's <laughs> instagram and then this is when i realized that i want to get because my Maxwell Instagram account is actually only my third account on Instagram in total. Mm -hmm. I've never, I, I've had one, I had one when Instagram launched in 2010. Um, I know the first picture that I, that I posted was of a 50 millimeter stainless steel watch with a black dial and white, uh, white numbers on it. Uh -huh. um, that account was active for, for years. Um, Then I lost the, the details to that, created a new account um, that I had for three years. And then I deleted okay. Instagram and I only oh. created a new account after I saw your account. And then I found your account. I found Chelsea's account. I found Matt's account. I found, found uh, Jordan and Spencer's accounts. So you five were like, you are my, my holy grail. You know, I put you on a, I put you on the pedestal where, uh, where I took the initial inspiration and motivation to start Instagram. And then wow. I found through you five, I found Aral. Yeah. Um, and, uh, um, and from there on, uh, all the others that we, we now have in the community. Um, and that yeah. started like early 2020. That's um, so cool. That's so but, cool. Yeah. I, I, I would blame. Sorry, I would say that it's all thanks to Peak Design. <laughs> yeah, Peak, Peak it's all thanks is... to Peak Design. Yeah, right. Peak Design, you But should sponsor Max. I'm affiliated with them. Are you really? Yeah, oh, I affiliated with them. So, uh, and I, I have the then. 10 liter, the 10 liter sling, and I that's my app. I uh, before that, I got the Nomadic sling. It's like a six liter sling. It was a special edition from Indiegogo, I think. Mm -hmm. And I thought, ooh, that's the perfect sling for me. But then it was a little too small and a little needed a little more space to put in a MacBook or an iPad. And yeah. I got the 10 liter sling. There's nothing better for me. Uh, the problem with Peak Design is that all their bags look nice. You want to own all of them and yep. you don't even need all of them. Nope. Yeah. But, uh, I have to give you props <laughs> because that first video that I saw of you, um, the intro... The, your old intro with the kind of, um, yeah, with the guitar, you know, with the distorted guitar. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that, that caught my eye and ear. <laughs> I, 
you know, I love that intro, but a lot of people were complaining it was too long. Um, so I, I don't think it, it was. I don't think it was too long. It was too loud in comparison. Oh, was to, it too loud? Yeah, oh. in comparison to your um, my new one? audio levels on your voiceover. That was. Oh, way I louder. see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah, it was too loud. It's like surprising mm-hmm. to, to it, turn it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. But you might um, be right because yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while, but even back then, your your uh, videography skills were just off the charts. You did a really? fantastic Max, job. You're just way too nice. Seriously, no. stop being too nice to me. <laughs> I just give credit where credit is due. You know. Oh, thank you, man. Appreciate that. So, Honestly, because um, it's just like I remember the first time I, I made that um uh, a video. I'm like, oh god, like how am I gonna do this? I don't have any sliders or anything mm-hmm. like that. So like, I have an idea. I'll just do a hundred twenty frames per second uh-huh. on my Sony, and then because it's mostly B-roll, so uh-huh. all I do is it is just like use my handheld basically, and then as soon as that's done, I you know drop it in Final Cut Pro and then literally drag and drop into the uh, like from a filter. What is it? Is it like warp stabilizer or something like that? Yeah, warp stabilizer. Yeah. Yeah, and it'll just get rid of the jitters and the and the mm-hmm. movement. And you're like, ah, this is fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, it, but that shows um, with how little you can do do great work. You know, with little yeah. effects, with little help uh, of of any plugins or whatever. Um, and I think it's end, like cooking, right? Like when, when you know how yeah. these chefs like talk about cooking, they said that the simplest recipes are the best. Mm-hmm. Like when you're, when you, you're, uh, you have, you have one of the, the greatest barbecue or cooks uh, from the, from North America, right in San Diego. Wait, Sam, the cooking is? guy. Sam, the cooking guy. I used to watch his show. I saw him once in, in yeah. a mall and I was like, oh, that's Sam, the cooking guy. But I haven't, I haven't really kept up with him. You yeah, love his, I, I his stuff. Like, yeah. I, I've watched his stuff um, when the p- p- pandemic started, or let's say mm-hmm. at the end of 2019, I started watching. That's when we came back from San Diego, or from the United States um, for, the, for the last time. Um, uh-huh. And I, I found his channel and was like, oh, he's good. And then it, per random, I found out that he's in San Diego, which even increased my love for San Diego even more. Like, like you should come majorly. visit, man. You I, should come I, visit. Wait, wait. Okay, let me finish. I have another <laughs> thing that that would be really interesting. I I told your brother already, but okay. uh, I will tell you in, in a few. So, um, and I watched him all way through summer, and I did a couple of his recipes, and they are all great. I mean, they're a lot of work because mm-hmm. what he's doing is it's not beginners cooking. Mm-hmm. It's more like it's not, it's not like professional cooking, but it's like beginner to immediate inter, intermediate. Uh, yeah level of cooking mm-hmm. um but uh yeah he he is such a cool guy and he's so funny he with his with i mean he's he's like very raw with his yeah and everything and it's yeah uh, like, i like sam the cooking guy mm-hmm. that's yeah. awesome so um okay this is totally off the record stream is listening to this but um hopefully not not anyone from my uh circle of friends or colleagues so oh um Last week, uh, so uh, where I work at, I'm not completely uh, unsatisfied, but um, you know, things have been said and promised and haven't been um, held up up to this point. Um, so I've been 
job hunting for a little. I'm not actively job hunting, but if there's something interesting, well, I take a look keeping at it. You're keeping your eyes and ears open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found this job op- opening on LinkedIn. The company's called Telium, T-E-A-L-I-U-M. Okay. What's it's San Diego based. I see where you're going with this. And uh, they're looking for a German-speaking sales representative for uh, from uh, for Germany. So um, it would be a remote home office workplace, a uh, workspace. And I would mm-hmm. do Germany, Austria, and Switzerland in the beginning. But then, you know, I, I um, put in my resume got invited to a little zoom talk with uh, with the hiring uh, with no with a talent acquisition manager okay um, we had a good talk for half an hour a week like last Tuesday and okay I'm still waiting still waiting for a response and she was asking like oh why telium of course they always ask this question um, yes. but also why the United States and why San Diego and I was like because Michael and Rich live there. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> She's like, oh, Michael. You know, I don't know if you'll get the job or you'll get completely rejected. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I was like, um, so you know, I, I, I told her of um, our West Coast trip. And then we spent two days in San Diego. And then I absolutely fell in love with San Diego. Mm-hmm. I love Balboa Park. I love downtown i love uh, the gas lamp quarters i love you know mm-hmm. the um um all the, the small little places that you have scattered around you know san diego i love james coffee i don't drink coffee but i love james coffee i don't know if i've never even been there i know where it is but yeah. i've never been there it's so weird yeah, they they have I think you've been three. to more places in, in san diego than me <laughs> <laughs> but um um so James Coffee, they have three uh, three stores or coffee shops uh, in San Diego. One is up north. Um, you and st- then- you are starting to sound like a, a local. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you live here, Max. Max, where should I go for this? <laughs> <laughs> you should be my San Diego guides. <laughs> yeah, I will do that. But you, um, do, you, they seriously do have three locations. Yes, so they have one up north okay. or the. It's not like completely north, but it's um, like northwest of Balboa Park. Okay. Um, and then they have one um, like south southwest of that, like a couple of minutes, where they have the merch. It's like the, mm-hmm. there's a barber barber shop. There's uh, um, James Coffin. There's some other like you know um, places like this. I think there's someone a place that you can buy flowers and stuff. So. Um, more like startup companies, a barber, um, and these all kind of Instagram kind of, kind of brands that are more like um, these creatives. And, you know, I, mm-hmm. I think you know what kind of, not hippies, but kind of hippie. <laughs> yeah, it's, got, it's kind of hipstery. I think that's what you're yeah, hipster. That, yeah, 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 yeah. That's and, totally San Diego. San Diego is yeah. always trying to be, okay, yeah. San, the way I see San Diego, San Diego is always trying to be, as cool as people from portland uh-huh <laughs> oh when you're yeah. th- oh that's good that's a good description yeah it's like we're never going to be as cool as people from portland and people from la think they're always going to be better than people mm-hmm. from san diego that's it's it's but... san diego is like kind of stuck in the middle so all i gotta say about san diego is mm-hmm. well at least we have the perfect weather and we have the best um burritos here that's <sighs> all i gotta say tacos and burritos 
nowhere else. So, okay, you heard it. You heard it. Um, <laughs> and, and the last James Coffee Place is like downtown. Okay. You know what, um, Max? You know what I'm going to do? If I ever get the chance, and I'm probably going to do that soon, mm-hmm. if I get the chance to stand in front of a James, uh, James Coffee store mm-hmm. or shop or whatever, I'm going to take a picture and I'm going to tag yes. you and I'm going to say thank you for pointing me at the right direction, yes. Max. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I That's enjoyed awesome. these two days in San Diego so much. Um, we couldn't we couldn't extend this day because we had to um, go up to. Um, uh, afterwards, we we went to the Grand Canyon. So we okay, yeah, I can't fault days. you for that. That's that's definitely a better place than just San Diego. So. I love the Grand Canyon. I'm afraid well, of heights, but weather, I love weather-wise. It's not even close because we had like <laughs> frosty weather at night. You know, we went uh-huh. we went to the Grand Canyon, and then on our way back, we stopped at a Panda Express, and then get to got to the hotel, and then was like, oh, we don't need to do anything more. It's like freezing cold outside. It was windy, and oh. you know, it's like okay, just. But um, yeah, in San Diego, we wanted wanted to go whale watching, but we didn't have the time, unfortunately. But mm. uh, the gas mm-hmm. lamp course, I've I've never been to New Orleans, never. I mean, either. But it has these kind of um, these vibes, you know, the vibes, these, yeah. Mm-hmm. And gas, it's amazing, and um, and I imagine and, cleaner because I have a friend who's way gone, yeah, yeah, who's yeah. <laughs> gone to New Orleans, and they said, and um, and no vampires from up. the originals over there. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> Are you? I don't know if you watch uh, is this the is this the uh, Klaus. what should we call this? It's with Klaus, Klaus and the 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 Michaelsons, the originals. I mean, oh the originals. Oh okay okay. I thought yeah. I thought that was a reference to um. No, no, no. Shoot, do you remember the the movie with Tom Cruise interview with the vampire? It's a long yes, time ago. Yes, yes, yeah. So that's I think there. I, one, I thought it was a but reference. But it's a good movie. Yeah. It was still but, a good movie. The book yeah. was better. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, the book's book always better. Yeah, There's book almost no better, movie right? where the book isn't better. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of agree with that one. Yeah. Uh, so w- you're, are you still waiting for, um, still waiting for uh, a re- response to that. Okay. And yeah. it's been but, a week, um, man, hopefully. It's been, it's hopefully. been a week. Um, I had a second invitation, but that one got, got canceled. Um, why is that? Um, so the, Did they say why? No, this, uh, I, I contacted her yesterday. Um, no, which day is today? It's Tuesday. Today so yeah, Tuesday. Yesterday. Yeah. Um, and um, I, I were they like I because said, you mentioned Michael and Richard, we're <laughs> <laughs> canceling this. Maybe, maybe they're ghosting me like the like, like the brands on Instagram. Um, <laughs> no, but uh, I was like, um, I got the invitation, but it got canceled like right after. Uh, and the mm. the second interview is with the uh, with the sales rep from from England, okay. uh, and then it would get go to a to the next step, which would be. Um, a language test i have to write emails in german for like 15 mm-hmm. minutes and the last step is actually holding a presentation about the company telium in front of company representatives oh interesting mm-hmm. i feel like but you're gonna do really well on that one i i'm never nervous i'm actually i'm working in sales for 15 years i'm 29 so you can imagine mm-hmm. how i was brought up um, yeah. I've never had had an issue with 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 something like that, but um, that's awesome. It's it's total a total different totally different approach on how German companies do it. But it's is so it really? More, it's much more fun. It's much more fun doing it this way. Much more fun. Okay. Yeah. Like well, how would a German company approach it? Um, first how of would all, they would. It? I, I I do this. You know, I translate to you. 
Uh-huh. Um, in in with a bad English accent. Hello, how are you doing? <laughs> you applied for the job, for the sales representative's job. Okay, I have a few questions for you. So uh, please answer them as best as you can. So it's it's like a bad version of Arnold Schwarzenegger. And then the end, that's it. <laughs> and, and then and then ask you the stupid questions like um um oh god damn it I had I I've heard I heard an extremely stupid question um so um I don't know if you heard uh, of the process from Google or Facebook of these huge uh, companies um they 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 ask you like logical questions to see how if you can think outside the box, it's not like a mm-hmm. really, it's not a, a linear thing that they're, or a linear path that they're following. They kind of yeah. want to throw you off a little and to see how you react to different things that are not totally yeah. related to another. And mm-hmm. some German companies try to do that, but it doesn't, it, it's, it doesn't make sense doesn't at all. Work. <laughs> it doesn't work out. It's like, you like bratwurst? Yes. <laughs> do you like sex? Yes. It's like, you know, <laughs> It's, it's of so course random. it's not like that it's not like that but it's it's like stupid like that it, you know it's like okay huh? <laughs> like, but what um, the? yeah it, like, huh <laughs> what um, but, i saw a tiktok also, and i could mm-hmm. i couldn't i couldn't stop laughing and i know i know there's a stereotype with the german humor and just like the the culture in general and mm-hmm. there's this tiktoker who, who goes this is how Americans, this is how Americans uh, act when they're late. Oh, I'm so sorry. I mm-hmm. apologize. Blah, 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 blah. And he goes, this is how Germans act when they're late. And he's like, he's completely silent. And he goes, we're never late. <laughs> like, oh, I, I guess I can believe that. <laughs> it's, it's hilarious. I'm, in, in that sense, I'm, I'm, I'm a super German. I'm a super German. <laughs> I'm, I'm a hero. I'm always five minutes early, at least. That's good. I love everywhere. that. But not I because I'm German, but um, very early on, I got told, um, treat money like you treat, uh, treat time like you treat money. Don't mm-hmm. waste time and don't waste money. And, uh, and it's, you, you, I mean, you can, you can waste your own time, but never yes. waste someone else's time. Exactly. And never That's waste thing. someone else's money. In, in if there's one thing that is the most important asset that everyone has, absolutely everyone, and the single most important asset, and that's time. Yeah. Because we only have one life. Like literally, mm-hmm. yeah. let it sink in. This is it, right? Yeah. Like if you're done, you're done. You know what I mean? So right. time is your most valuable asset. And for mm-hmm. you to take someone else's time when you're late, that's very disrespectful. So that's how I see it as well. So that's why I appreciate that. And yeah. I know and I'm you, not going to say that I'm never late. I'm always not always, but most of the I time mean, I'm late. But there's always an exception, of course. But yes. this is more tailored towards those people who are never on time. You know, where yeah. it's a habit. Um, yeah, when they when they don't take this it is seriously. The worst habit. Mm-hmm. Right. I oh my god, um, I agree. My wife. This is why my wife and I are always fighting. <laughs> <laughs> It's because of her. Oh, we're always funny. late. Yeah. There's a, yeah. there's already a saying like whenever whenever we have a family family gathering and she's not mm-hmm. and she's not working and so we all go there. We're always going to be late. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when there is a family gathering and they know that she is working or it's just going to be me who's going to show up, they'll be like, "Watch, she's not going to be late." And sure enough, I'm never late. 
but whenever my wife is involved, we're always late. <laughs> the, the the funny thing is, um, so my brother um and his wife they got their first child in January, and they always made fun of my sister and my my brother in law who were always late because they have three children, and one of them is mm -hmm. two years old, the other one is four, and the other one is nine. Um, but to manage all the commotion, you know, getting getting them um in clothes, uh, you know, cleaning their diapers, whatever it is. Um, and they always made fun when we, when we had, you know, when we wanted to meet at three, you know, 3 PM and they were like, mm -hmm. Oh, we, we can't make it for three. We will be there at three 30. And in the end they will be there at four. And my brother and my <laughs> sister-in-law were like, haha, you're never on, on time. And you're now since time. they, and, and since they have, uh, have their baby, Uh -huh. They're never on time. Never. Exactly. Ever, I was ever. gonna say. You know what babies my, are? All they are. Yeah, they they are there to ruin mm -hmm. your schedule. Yeah. <laughs> at my, you know, um, when I'm at so when my mother and I went to my sister's place and we were waiting for them to come, and we're like, mm -hmm. we're, we're we're taking the phone. It's like, huh, 3 p.m. Let me shoot a quick little message where they at, and they're like, oh, "We're not gonna make it till 3.30. And like, and I, you, you see this huge grin on my brother-in-law's face. He's like, <laughs> "Now they understand. Uh, now they understand." <laughs> and never ever since then they they uh, had a bad word for not being on time or anyone else being oh, yeah. not on time. Of course, yeah, I'm the exception. My, of course, my mother is the exception because we don't have any of these obligation towards babies or or children. Yeah. Um. So I'm always on time. If I if I'm going to the airport, I'm not only an hour early. I'm at least two hours early. I need Whoa, to get my. That's a very yeah, German of you. <laughs> yeah, but but I do because you know I check in. I'm going to mm -hmm. Starbucks. I'm getting my diabetes to go, which is a uh, double car caramel frappuccino with extra whipped cream, extra extra caramel. Uh, I'm getting and, diabetes and... just listening to this. Yeah, yeah, and I I drink those <laughs> like I when I when I was an area sales manager for for a textile company and I worked like in England. This was my mm -hmm. uh my breakfast like every day of the week when I went there. Oh, so so I got so one in the morning and I I never had to get any food up to night. And then I would eat two burgers, uh, ten onion rings, and you know a diet coke for my girlish figure. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's, uh, that's awesome that's crazy yeah. i mean it, it's 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 so funny hearing you tell these stories because now mm -hmm. now i kind of have a better i mean we've known each other for a while on mm -hmm. instagram but it's yeah. different when you're hearing stories from people like this because now i can yeah i can picture max it's like oh that's <laughs> max yeah he's never late he's probably at starbucks right now getting his his diabetes to go it's just awesome like hearing the, the, these type of things you makes know, you more human to me that's i like it oh i wasn't human to you Holy no <laughs> that is racist <laughs> That is that is very racist. That's very racist. <laughs> or no, it's humanist because I wasn't a human. Humanist. That's humanist. Humanist. Um, I like that. But um, yo, I got to be honest. Um, so I did. Did you already get vaccinated? I did. Yeah. Moderna or what did you get? Or Johnson? Uh, I got. Uh, wait, which one did I get? I think I got the Pfizer one. I can't remember. I think I got the. Pfizer oh, that's one, mo yeah. mo Moderna. Mo mo Moderna. Yeah, yeah. Moder Moderna. Whatever. I, 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 Moderna. I I, Moderna. Yeah. I yeah. got it myself. Yeah, I'm. I got my second. When did you get it? Um, 
Oh God, what damn! Last week, yeah, last week on oh, Tuesday. Okay. Um, and the next okay. appointment is on the sixteenth of July. And then, oh, okay, okay, okay. You know what I'm so going how to do you... after? Oh, sorry, what are you yeah. gonna do? So go, no, go ahead, go ahead. What, what do you oh no, ask? I was just gonna ask, like, how how was the uh, how did your arm feel? Like, how was the any side effects? Any? Um, little backstory on that. I am Uh-oh. afraid to death of syringes. Oh, are you? <laughs> so I I see a syringe and I start sweating. No joke. I really start sweating. I get uncomfortable. Oh, I get nervous. I get the, you know, I'm I'm yeah. I'm shaking. You get the jitters. Yeah. I get the jitters, and yeah. I sat there, you know, in this little room. They're like, oh, "Okay, Mister Mister Felix, anything else we need to know?" And I'm like, I'm afraid of syringes. And all of a sudden, like, <laughs> once I once I said it, I'm like, you started sweating. Drenched. Oh I was, no, I was drenched. And she's and then I'm not afraid of the pain, but yeah. I'm just I I just it's it's something that goes into me. So that's why yes. I could never be gay and have butt sex <laughs> because that's something that will get into me. I couldn't. I couldn't. Well, now we know, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> Too much information. Yeah, you are, you are gonna hate. You are going to hate the person who administered my, my uh, what should we call this? My vaccine. Then, like the second oh. one, the first one was fine. The first mm-hmm. one was like no frills. It was just like I was still f- signing the forms, and she's like mm-hmm. cleaning the area, and then she's like, "All right, yeah. it's done." I'm like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> it's like what? I didn't even notice it. Yeah, Holy it was shit. so fast. The second one though, um. I, I went to the uh, the pharmacy and then they're like, oh, how are you doing today? And I said, I'm doing okay. Mm-hmm. And they're like, so how was the first um, dosage? Did you feel any anything? How was the experience? And I said, nothing really. I mean, my arm was sore, but that was pretty much it. I didn't feel yeah. anything else. And then she goes, okay, well, just so you know, the second one is going to be a little bit more severe. Mm-hmm. And I, I sat there, I'm like, is severe really the right word to use when you're when you're getting injected with something, you know? And I'm like, huh. And so I, I even texted my wife. I said, what would you say? You know, we're talking about bedside manners here. Like, would you say mm-hmm. severe? And she's like, probably not. Maybe I would say it's going to be a little bit more significant in terms of yeah. like the effects. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or the feelings but not severe. Severe is probably a little bit too much. But so yeah. I imagine if you were in that situation, you'd be like, oh, Max, Mr. Felix, this shot is going to be pretty severe. Oh my <laughs> you'd God. probably be I running would, out the door by this time. I would I would start crying like <laughs> immediately. Yeah, but I had no side effects. I had, had a little bit of a headache, but um, I didn't okay. drink that much water and it was quite warm last week. Um, yeah. But besides that, it was good. How about you? No, yeah, the first one was like fine. Like I barely felt anything. The uh, I just noticed I felt really s- tired. Like, yeah, I felt like mm-hmm. it felt like a long day, and it's like I'm mm-hmm. just gonna go to sleep. And then the second one was a little bit more significant. See, that's the word that I would have severe. used. Severe. So <laughs> yeah, so I would be like, uh, the second one was like actually the second one is interesting. I didn't feel anything for a good 24 hours. Like it literally mm-hmm. did not. And I started making jokes like. I don't think uh, I don't think that was the real thing. That was probably just like a, a placebo. Flu shot. I literally don't feel anything. And then after 24 hours, then I started to feel a little. Mm-hmm. You know that feeling where you feel like you might get sick. Yeah. But you're not yet. You know what I mean? So it's mm-hmm. like I was still functioning normally, and I remember even thinking that day. I'm like, 
I'm kind of feeling like I might get sick. Should I still work out? Maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't. And then I'm like, maybe I shouldn't. Maybe it's probably the effects of the vaccine. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I went to bed. The next day I woke up feeling awesome. That's when I realized in comparison to the day before, I realized that, oh yeah, I was feeling a little down. But because the next day I felt amazing. So um, that was pretty much the only effect. And then my friend said, well, because you're old, because <laughs> studies show mm-hmm. that the older you are, the 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 um the, the less, less that yeah the effects so are. It's, it's yeah, the funny. same. That's the same. The doctor told me, and I was like, hmm. Do I now hope that I get any side effects, or do I hope that I don't get <laughs> yeah. any side effects? And then, like two days later, I was like, hmm, no side effects means I'm old. Fuck. Maybe you're old. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, maybe you're old. <laughs> yeah, but oh, I'm I'm fine because that's oh, good though. Um, in, in Germany, they only started to um, get rid of prioritizing in terms of age and health and, and sort of uh, these sort of things um, mm-hmm. the day before. So on, on, on Sunday, uh, a week, uh, yeah, on Sunday, um, I couldn't get an appointment for that. On Monday, this kind of prioritizing was lifted and I got an email at eight o'clock in the morning I opened that email at 8.30 and it says where I live in my area, there are 148 appointments open. I was like, okay, Ooh. I give it I give it a shot, pun intended. Um, <laughs> they and, gave you um, a shot. I gave me a shot. Yeah. And, uh-huh. and surprisingly, at that point, half an hour later, all appointments were still available and yeah. I could choose mine. And the time I, ch- the, the first, uh, date and time I choose that one was taken in that moment but then I had you know I got my appointment on Tuesday like a quarter after one um, mm. and then you know it's all fine July 7, uh, 16th is my second and then I will be free to go to any place in the world where I want to and there uh, you go looking forward I will to be, that how, yeah sorry yeah. how is how is the, the the society over there in terms of like this this um the perception with the vaccine and the masks and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm just curious, um, genuinely curious. So it's where I live. People are are following the rules very much and very in, in a German way. You know, let's That's say very German like you guys. That's, That's very awesome. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, there are places. So if you go. Um, like to the Cologne area or Dusseldorf, um, where it's way mm-hmm. more crowded. Um, in last year in March, when, when COVID hit, I worked in Dusseldorf and I was in that area a lot. Um, people were uh, didn't take that seriously. You know, they were like, oh, really? I'm exaggerating, but they were like spitting onto things and touching everything, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. And those numbers over there were quite high. Um mm. But um, mostly, where where most uh, the, the most troublesome area in Germany is is East East Germany. Um, uh-huh. There's still a lot of what they call Kriadenka. So those are uh, those who start the propaganda that you know the vax that the vaccine isn't real and that COVID is not real. And most of them are that they have some kind of right wing. Um, history and and background um, or mm-hmm. they are radically left or radically mm-hmm. right um, yeah they're so those are the regardless the extremes yeah. yeah you don't you mostly don't have any any trouble in north germany or southern germany 
Um, but the East is still kind of, you know, where it's not in, in its entirety, but uh, there are certain places where, where it's very extreme. But I get uh, what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of the same here. Like, you know how the media covers it? Like, oh, America is completely racist. No, it's not like mm-hmm. that. <laughs> I mean, yeah. especially here in Southern California, like you can, yeah. it's not, it's not, yes, there are some, some, instances in the news that we need to address right mm-hmm. like these are problems that are happening like it's been mm-hmm. happening for years now it's just now because of social media and the news coverage like we are seeing more of them but it doesn't mean that because i had a friend ask like is it really that bad there like if we were to go like would mm-hmm. we be would we be harassed because we're not caucasians or americans even um yeah. i'm like no no i'm like <laughs> you guys are fine like even today like it was actually nice because i think today is the first day that california is officially open like there are no Woo! restrictions yeah i know Woohoo! we're so happy good for you but it doesn't mean that we're just like mm-hmm. suddenly we're not using masks anymore you mean yeah. it's always going to be to your preference like mm-hmm. like it treated as any other you know any other thing that you want to protect yourself or your family or whoever else right like i'm vaccinated yeah. my whole entire family's vaccinated but we still mm-hmm. wear masks yeah i'm not sure if anyone else is out there who's vaccinated or not but we sh- one thing's for sure yeah. we don't want to spread anything right it's for let's the wait until good. everything yeah let's wait until everything is really really safe mm-hmm. and then then we can start i mean we've lasted a, more than a year now right lasted more than a year we should be fine. We should be fine a yeah. few more months and it's okay. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I got a little upset um, reading someone's tweet this morning that they were kicked out of a gym because it's a privately owned gym. So they mm-hmm. can do whatever laws that they have or whatever rules that they have that they want. But he got kicked out because he was wearing a mask. <laughs> they have a no mask policy. And I said, oh my God. that's so odd. Yeah, That is so odd. And he was upset because he's saying, I get it. You know, not everyone subscribes to that mm-hmm. idea. You mean, you know, you know what I mean? Like science, that <laughs> there is a pandemic. Yeah, And it's just weird how they would, they said, and he's, according to him, again, I'm just reading one side of the story, but according to him, the manager said that, oh, the, the pandemic is not real and the masks are not effective. And I'm like, Wow, definitely wow. those people are not invited for dinner. You know what I mean? That's no, just, that's just no. how I see it. Yeah, <laughs> it just sucks. It sucks that it happens. But here mm-hmm. in California, at least where I live in San Diego, people are super respectful. People yeah. are nice. It's just common courtesy. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. we still talk like normally. If there's anything that I actually noticed since the pandemic, people are a little bit nicer, which is mm-hmm. a good thing. Because I, I think we all, it's a humbling experience for everyone. Yes. You know what I mean? We're all going through the same thing. Um, we all lost our jobs, our, our income. Some prospered, but most didn't. Yeah. So Some um, lost friends, family, you know. Yeah. And so the last thing that we need is some weird political thing to separate us. So yeah. people are actually nicer. Um, but yeah. So come visit the United States. Come visit oh, California. I will. Um, yeah, it's, it's the same. What people are here and we, um, so our um, indicators are mm, just slightly below 20. We have this, this indicator. Um, it's from, it, so it, it doesn't have a cap, you know, but um, mm-hmm. um, the, 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 
if the value or the indicator is below uh, uh, above 100 it means that you know shit is going down and we've been okay. on a, on a decline for weeks and weeks because the vaccination vaccination numbers go up and up and up and mm -hmm. this indicator is just dropped uh, below 10 in some areas in germany and we even have um, i think one area where it hit zero nice complete zero. gee i wonder why maybe because science actually works yeah maybe <laughs> um but yeah mean... our uh, where i live in the city where i live we are open for two weeks and it's been mm -hmm. packed ever since because we had beautiful weather ever since um but you see and feel um the uplifted mentality the uplifted mood yeah. everyone is appreciative yeah. of Oh my um, God. It's the best feeling. Yeah. It's, I think we should celebrate that. Right. Seriously. Like yeah. if you, if you see people happy, mm -hmm. I, that's, that's enough reason for you to be happy yeah. as well. And you know, I'm, it's, I'm celebrating. This is my, my third or fourth glass of wine today. <laughs> I, I need one now. No, it's, it's <laughs> awesome. Like, you, you know how, you know how um, being negative is infectious, right? Mm -hmm. Like negativity is very infectious. The same thing is with, with being happy and positivity. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's very infectious. So I hope that if anything, the entire world, not mm -hmm. just here or there, but yeah. the entire world, like we, we start to ride this momentum of like mm -hmm. triumph and, you know, just like better things. So, yeah. cause we need it. We surely you, need it. You just brought up a really good key, uh, keyword, which is happy or happiness. You know, Matthew McConaughey, mm -hmm. right? All right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. Um, yeah. he's one of my favorite actors and he, there's this great motivational speech on YouTube um, that he, mm -hmm. he does um, and he says what, what, what we have you know uh, find something that you love to do your passion your purpose whatever um, but he says you know don't look for happiness look for joy because happiness is result reliant you know and it will always mm -hmm. get um, it'll always change it, it changes but your um, your approach and you know the the level you have to get to will always be increased and increased and increased to just be happy um you know and it's it's a it's just one state uh in 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 time that you know represents happiness but if you look after joy joy is he says joy is a constant approach you know it's it's that you enjoy doing the deed or you know acting or whatever it is you know, whether it's creating content and he's um, he's he's uh, comparing joy and happiness and, and a lot of people are looking for yeah. joy not uh, for for happiness, happiness. Not for joy. have you have you yeah. read his book no i have but i i need to i i want max I, I would marry that guy you will be happy with what i'm about to say yeah so i listened to his audiobook mm -hmm. green lights and it's easily in my top three favorite books of all. Really? Really? Mm -hmm. And I was never a big Matthew McConaughey fan mm -hmm. just because I don't know anything about the guy. I enjoyed his movies. Mm -hmm. I didn't know if he was really good. If you listen to, and I recommend you listen to the audiobook because it's him reading it. Oh my it's not, God. Yeah. It's him reading it. So it's him telling his story. Mm -hmm. So it really brings everything to life. Wow. And ever since then, he is one of my, I wouldn't even say just actors. He's one of mm -hmm. my favorite people. Yeah. 
Same here. It's and he Same even here. he even talks about why he started his YouTube channel. It's really good, Max. Like I'm actually because I finished it like a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I'm about to um, I'm planning to re-listen to it. Mm-hmm. He just has really good stories. Yeah. And when I say stories, they're not just it, he he basically starts the book with saying that this is not a motivational book. This is not mm-hmm. an instruction or anything how to live your life. This is just his story and he's retelling mm-hmm. it. Right. And hopefully if you pick anything up, it'll be good for you, basically. Yep. But my God, like his concepts in the book is so inspiring. Like the, the title Green Lights. It means so much now. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to spoil anything, but it, oh, he good. explains why it's green lights. Mm-hmm. And now, now every time, and it's funny because every time he finishes his, like a story or a chapter that ends on a good note, he goes green lights. So now every time something happens good in my life, in my head, I go green lights. Green it's lights. really cool. Oh my it's God. really cool. Buy he, the book right now if you can. I will. And buy the audio book. You will yeah. enjoy it. Yeah. He, he is... He's um, like a prototype philanthropist. He is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think you, you can see um, he's not only good at what he's doing, but he's all, also making everyone around him better, you know, because yes. he, he, mm-hmm. um, he is really, and you can see it in his movies. He's really enjoying, enjoying doing these movies. Um, I was going to say that like he's for us, like for content creators, for example, mm-hmm. he's a big inspiration yeah. because he focuses on what he really is truly himself and yes. what he enjoys. And yeah. that's why his now when you rewatch everything, he becomes more authentic and genuine mm-hmm. and just yep. really. Yep. Yeah, it really speaks to me now. So you don't I think see everyone actor, you see the person, Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, you, you see the passion behind his art, yeah. too. It's, yeah. it's really amazing. Yeah, Max, and, go go buy that book right now. You're gonna. I, I, I will. I will. I will immediately. But you know, um, Matthew McConaughey. If you, and if you look at you know Dallas Buyers Club, where he is that I haven't drug even addict. seen that. Now I want. Oh no, drawing now I want to watch the, it. The, yeah, the cancer cancer patient who is dealing with mm-hmm. drugs and everything, um, to yeah. all the way to uh, Interstellar, where he, I mean, Interstellar. He's not even the main character. Have you seen Interstellar? Interstellar is one of my top three favorite movies. My so I have three favorite sci-fi movies. Yeah, I have uh-huh. three favorite sci-fi movies that okay. I will always hold every other sci-fi. Um, I'm basically curious. I will compare it, compare it to all these uh-huh. three. So my favorite is The Martian, Interstellar, mm-hmm. and The Arrival. So these are three sci-fi movies that I absolutely love, is and the they're Martian all kind with, of different. Uh, Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So have you seen that one? Um, no, not yet. Still on my watch, watch list. You'd like it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, definitely that one. Um, Interstellar and The Arrival. So every mm-hmm. other sci-fi movie that comes out, I will always compare it to those three and see if it holds up. Like and yeah. if it's if it's somewhere near as good as any of those three, I'm going to enjoy it. You know what I mean? Like, so mm-hmm. those three. But yeah, Interstellar is one of my favorite, favorite, favorite it's movies. It's so good. The only thing that um, that is putting people off is that it's. I think it's almost four hours or something like that, or three three and a half or something. It was a long movie. It, I don't think it was four yeah. hours, but it was a long movie. Yeah. Yeah, it was very long, and the the um, the um, the pre story or the the story before the the main act starts is like hour and a half. 
before they yeah you know before they start like it was, everything was essential though to build yeah, build up with it every everything piece. was essential yeah and it's a, I, it's mm-hmm. go, go ahead. ahead no you go ahead I was just no I was just gonna say that it's one of those movies that I never think of the time mm-hmm. when I'm watching it it's just like no. yeah I want to absorb every single aspect of mm-hmm. the movie it was really good the first time I saw it and it's it's a really heavy you know, for, for your, for your brain, it's very heavy to digest in the brain uh, and your emotions yeah. and your emotion. It's so emotional. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. It's very, uh, especially heavy, the yeah. end, the end. Oh my, oh my God. God. Yeah. Oh, the end was I just could like, cry. Uh, yeah. It's, it's really yeah. good. It's really, um, but the first time I saw that movie was like at two, two AM. I was like, Oh, oh my God, God, I can't sleep. <laughs> I, I just came off of a late shift, you know? And I was like, Hmm, yeah. What can I do? Oh, okay. I, I watched Interstellar. My, my girlfriend at the time was with me and was like, okay, let's watch that. Three hours. Oh, it's nothing. Um, <laughs> but um, what's, what's more impressive, even if you didn't know that it's a Christopher Nolan movie or that he directed it, the mm-hmm. minute it starts with, a, with, uh, with the story, you can tell it's a Christopher Nolan movie. It's a Christopher, Christopher Nolan. Yeah, you're, his yeah. style is definitely there. Yes. Yeah. And it's the I same agree. with Tenet. Um, have you seen Tenet? I enjoyed that movie too. Wow. Yeah, I enjoyed that movie. It's not as nowhere near as good, but no. I enjoyed the concept because it was such a hard concept to swallow. Who is um, is Edward? Is the 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 guy Robert the Pattinson. actor Robert Robert yeah. Pattinson? Yeah, is he the son of her? Because I made the prediction that he is the son from the future. I don't know if he's the son. But he's related in some way. Is he related is he? to her? Okay, I'm that was a pretty good sure. twist, though. That was a pretty. I'm hundred percent sure. Yeah, for those who haven't seen it, forget what we said. But yep. <laughs> it's it's enjoyable in that sense. Yeah. Like I enjoyed the roller coaster sci-fi ride. Like it's mm-hmm. like whoa, because this is this. okay. So the thing that really blows my mind is because it's basically time travel, right? Yeah, it's time travel, so that there's two On worlds. Ecstasy. Imagine the. Yeah, exactly. There's our world where we go mm-hmm. forward and there's the other world where oh, it goes backwards, yeah. right? So imagine to... if you're able to see both mm-hmm. worlds, like you're going forward and then you see yourself going backwards. So my question is, because everything is going backwards in the other time, in the other dimension, does that mean that every action is predetermined? It's so it's a mind fuck, and you have to think. Someone right? came up with that concept. How I know someone on acid you... came up with that yeah. concept. Yeah, someone on every drug on the planet of this earth, uh, on the face of this earth, came up with it. You you have you have to be so incredibly smart to come up with that, mm-hmm. or you either that dumb and you have such an incredible fantasy that you came <laughs> up. But but it's that. Is... Regardless, I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. But I have to I have to say I thought there would be more of these motions where everything goes back in time because yeah. i think they with the, in the trailer you saw more of that mm-hmm. or you or basically you saw almost all of these these uh, sequences yes. where the, where it moved back in time or the the motion went uh, backwards and i thought mm-hmm. there were more of that yeah it definitely gave you the impression of it being more of an action movie yeah because of all those crazy actions mm-hmm. but it's a thinking movie with yep. some action in it, it's mm-hmm. not bad because I enjoyed it. I watched it by myself, and I normally, if I watch something by myself, then I get bored because mm-hmm. I'm not. I don't know. It's just like maybe I'll like it, maybe I don't. I won't. Yeah. But I really enjoyed it. 
It's not yeah, perfect, but, not but it was a it was a pretty good it movie. Was good. Yeah. If you like sci-fi movies, I think you'll enjoy it. Yeah. What do you say about Inception? Ooh, Inception, I actually was not a fan when I first saw it, but then <gasps> mm-hmm. I saw it. Yeah, because you know why? It was too much for my my tiny little head to yeah. process. Yeah. And then I watched it again this year. And I'm like, that was one of the greatest movies ever made. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was you a good movie. Know how often I saw that movie? How often? Or so how much? I, how, much I, how many times have you seen it? I, I saw the movie the first time, I think, in 2017. Um, and only in 2017, I've seen that movie like eight or nine times. Oh, because wow. Because I remember, I think the movie's from 2010 or 2011. And mm-hmm. I remember very clearly there was a podcast that talked about Inception and about a professor that wrote the book Inception or co-wrote the book Inception, um, mm-hmm. having a Google talk, a Google talk, you know how far back that is. Yeah. Um, like a Google talk That's presentation. very old. That's very <laughs> old. Um, talking about the movie Inception in comparison to the book. And, you know, how different things mean certain endings or different things mean different, you know, and you know, different oper- yeah. uh, different versions and variety, whatever. Um, and um, since I watched it the second time, I started watching for clues because mm. they do, they give subtle hints all over the movie. Um, whether um, it's a dream or not. Whether it's a dream or not. And when, when, um, Gordon Lewitt is explaining to um, to the um, who is he, he is now a she is now a he. Um, oh, Ellen Page, Ellen Elliot Page, Page. Elliot yeah. Page. Yeah, um, he's telling her. Um, you can tell that it's a dream when you don't know where you came from. Yeah, when you can't, you don't know how you got there. You don't know how you got yeah. there, and yeah. basically, if you go by that, it could all be a dream. Even at the beginning, when they're in the train. But wasn't that a dream when they were in the train? No, that's where they came out of a dream when they were in. Oh, uh, that's right, because Marrakesh they were, they were or layer- something like that. That's actually true, huh? Mm-hmm. But I and thought Nolan it, finally he answered never, the final question. No, 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 he never officially did. He always leaves a, a second. You know, he, he leaves the door a little bit open towards the yeah. good ending, but also for the mm-hmm. bad ending. So, um, I like that. I like that style mm-hmm. because you get to choose how you, you ever, choose, how right. how, yeah, how you want it, how you yeah. feel like it should have mm-hmm. ended. I like right. that. But you will never be a hundred percent sure that it's that way. You know. Um, <laughs> but he also says that at the end when Leonardo DiCaprio's character is at, at his home, mm-hmm. he spins his totem. Yeah. But in, in reality, and you never see it fall. It was never his. Oh, it was his a wife's. wife's. It was his wife's. Yeah. So it could be a dream again. So it's, it's full of these little mind fucks where you don't know, is it, you know, is it really yeah. that way? But uh, you, yeah. you never, you never know. That's definitely a recommend, like a, a strong mm-hmm. recommendation for anyone who hasn't yeah. seen it to watch yeah. that movie. Don't be afraid. Like I know it's a, it sounds confusing, but it's and really it good. is. But yeah, it can, it can be confusing. Even if you're just mm-hmm. there for the ride, you will enjoy yeah. it. But yeah, it's, I like how deep it really goes. It's like, yep. are we still in a dream? Deep. Like, mm-hmm. 
it's the, crazy. The, the song that they play, um, the French French song, uh-huh. it's um, it's actually in every level of every dream. You know, you have this kind of dark noises in the background. You know, these dramatic yeah. noise. It's the song slowed down. It's every is all it? the time. Is it really? It's, it's the same song. It's only slowed down, like majorly slowed down. That's why it sounds so different. Yeah. Oh, that's so but, interesting. I never knew that one. I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, I, I read that. Bit. I read that or, or or heard that, but it's actually How the same song. Interesting. And that is by design here's, to to make it here, more. Here's immersive. one thing that I I don't know if you know this, but who who was the composer for the for the soundtrack of Interstellar? Uh, Hans Zimmer. Oh, was it Hans Hans Zimmer? Yeah. Did you know that when Christopher Nolan approached him, he didn't tell him what the movie was about? Yes. Yes. He was just like, make some music mm-hmm. like, for what? I'm not going to tell you. And he made it. And somehow yeah. it just works perfectly. <laughs> it's crazy, it's right? So what a weird. genius you have to. It's be. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I, I I think he he had to give him some kind of hint, you know, maybe maybe some keywords, what it could be. But you can't be that perfectly on, on point. You can't. It was- it just worked out it was just awesome like mm-hmm. it felt very it sounded very ominous and mysterious mm-hmm. and it was just good so yeah, yeah maybe man, those I'm were the gonna, i think i'm gonna watch interstellar now after this huh maybe those were the keywords like ominous mysterious. maybe yeah maybe because yeah. that definitely um, fits the feel of the music yeah and you know what i awesome. also really like is the cast with um tom hardy and uh, and those guys they they also play in Dunkirk. Dunkirk, another Christopher Nolan movie, I think. I actually have not seen Dunkirk. Oh, you need to, you need to. It's My also friends a, told me the same. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not confusing like uh, Inception or Interstellar, but you have to really follow because it's. Do you know the concept of Dunkirk? Um, I just know it's it's during the war. It's during the war. And it's it's from seven POVs, but it's all oh. towards the same uh happening basically okay it's so really told good. in seven different points of mm-hmm. views basically and it's really good it's really interesting good. i need to yeah. watch it now yeah i think i'm probably gonna watch it this weekend yeah. or something okay but i'll do that they um, tom hardy uh, is also playing with uh with oh, I, I never can remember his name but he's also in peaky blinders and in dunkirk as well um god what is his name I don't I know. To... I don't know who this actor is. Yeah, I never know because uh, he's he his name starts with a C, but it's not. Oh, is it from? Is it also from the Dark Knight? Like the same guy, C- Cillian Murphy. Yeah, Cillian right. Murphy. He's a super underrated actor. He is. Did you know that he plays... was supposed to play Batman? No, really. Yeah, he auditioned for Batman. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there was a clip of him, like in a Batman costume or something, or maybe oh, I don't know, wow. something like that. Yeah, but he plays he was the guy play... in in the uh, in the courtroom. He plays right? Scarecrow. He plays Scarecrow, Scarecrow right? instead. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, oh, but he was supposed. Was... He's such a good actor. Mm-hmm. Very, very good yeah. actor. Underrated, I think. Yeah. Cillian Murphy. Yeah, yeah. Cillian, and he plays awesome. the part of um, in in Inception. He plays the part so good at the end. How concerned he looks and how thoughtful. Oh, that's he right. Looks. Yeah, he was Inception. <laughs> It's, yeah, yeah, and he's in Peaky Blinders. He's in Dunkirk. Um, Tom Hardy is mm. in Dunkirk. You mm-hmm. need to watch that thing. It's it's okay. Uh, I'll give it a watch. Yeah. You're the second person who's been really like, you need to watch it. <laughs> so I, I didn't I want will. to watch it. I watch first, it, but I watched it on a flight to 
was it to New York? Yeah, it was a flight to New York. And I was like, okay, I'll give it a shot. And I was like, ooh, I could watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How was that good? I'm was really that curious good? now. That's awesome. Ah, yeah. Um, I don't want to be rude. It's right after huh? midnight for me. I have to get up in four, five and a half hours. You're not being rude. This is your podcast. So you can kick me out anytime <laughs> you want. <laughs> I know. I, I really enjoyed this. And uh, oh, uh, me too. Yeah. <laughs> Austin is still in chat and he's like, great. Now I have to watch all of these movies again this weekend. And he mentions Cillian Murphy. <laughs> Thank you, Austin, for, for still being in, the, in chat and, and enjoying this laggy goodness. And uh, hope you had a good time. Um, Michael. Thank you so much. You know, it's been for me, it's been basically a year in the making to talk to you one on one. And um, mm -hmm. been a great pleasure having you on. Likewise. Um, thank you. Thank you. Um, so, uh, last few words to the audience. It's only Austin and Chet, but to the listening audience on the podcast, I tell them where to find you and what's going on here in your life right now. Oh, oh yeah. Well, thank you. Uh, first of all, Max, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I really just enjoyed this because it, it felt like I, for a moment, I actually forgot that we were recording or we were, someone <laughs> else was listening. Yeah, but uh, I had a good time. It was just nice to catch up with friends and just getting to know other people and other creatives because that was the idea when I started. I just wanted to be more, I wanted to connect more with other mm -hmm. people and, you know, with all the technology, what uh, what else is stopping me, right? So I thank you. Thank you, Max, for inviting me to your podcast. Um, I had a really, really great time. Uh, if you guys want to check out any of the stuff that I am working on, you can find me on Instagram at M-I-C-H-S-O-L-E design. So that's Mitch Soul Design. And my YouTube channel, you can just type in Michael Soledad and you'll find me somehow. <laughs> But um, I'm fairly active on Twitter. Um, it, I'm at I'm at Michael underscore Soledad. And I got a couple of things that it's in the work. That's why I've been quiet on Instagram. So I'm just really busy trying to keep my head down and just trying to work. And the then tease. hopefully I could reveal more soon. But yeah, thank oh, you for having me. Jesus real. It's But you <laughs> forgot your your main jam. That's coffee with main creators. Jam. Coffee with creators. Oh yeah, actually, coffee <laughs> with creators. <laughs> Sorry, Chelsea. No, it's just uh, it's. it's I, I don't know if you guys noticed, but we have been skipping like the last few weeks because mm -hmm. we've both been yep. very, very busy. But we've uh, amassed like a couple of episodes already. I I can't wait okay. to get back on coffee with creators because it's one of the things that I enjoy the most. Mm -hmm. So if you guys want to check that out as well, we are on Instagram at C. This is really embarrassing because uh -oh. I don't remember. <laughs> Is it is it coffee creators? Is it coffee W? Uh, that's it. Coffee at coffee W creators on Instagram. But you basically can find us more on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Just type coffee with creators, and we should pop up. And yeah, go listen. Have a have fun making fun of me as I make a lot of these <laughs> mistakes. But um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Thank you. Thank you again, Max. Appreciate it. You're welcome. You know what I just realized? What I started, what I said before we started recording, we wanted to talk about social media exhaustion. We never talked about this for a second. <laughs> well, maybe that means we need a part two. So if you are, two. if you, whenever, whenever you're free, whenever you want to talk about it, we can, I can, I can jump back on. Just, just let me I know. I can make time any, any, any day of the week. Um, okay. Thank you, Michael, again, for hanging out. It's been, ooh, 
I think it's been two and a half hours and you know, Holy it's been smokes. amazing. Time flew by. Okay. Yeah. Um, thank you guys for watching uh, on Twitch and hanging out in, in the chat. And, you know, thank you guys for listening. Leave a like, uh, follow the Twitch channel, follow me on, on Instagram and follow me on Apple Podcasts or your favorite po podcast platform of choice. And I will see you in the next one. I will cue the music. Bye.